Welcome to the Latte and Foam podcast, hosted by Kayla and Yana, owners of Lovely Ink Otome Games, helping you to fall in love your way. To support our vision for a more interactive and customizable experience with Otome Games, check out our Ko-Fi account at www.ko-fi.com slash lovelyink underscore Otome. That's ko-fi.com slash L-O-V-E-L-Y I-N-C underscore O-T-O-M-E ko-fi.com forward slash lovelyink underscore Otome. This podcast was originally recorded in video format on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash at latte and foam or check the show notes for a direct link to get the video experience. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Latte and Foam podcast. I'm Kayla. I'm Yana. And we are here with season two. This is going to be the second episode that you guys are seeing. Yana's in town from Cali, so we thought we would shoot a few episodes here in the conference room of my new apartment complex. But today is a long-awaited video and also kind of a video that we have done before back in our early, early days. Mm -hmm. Um, We did like a Get Ready With Me video where we talked about Starcross Myth because it's one of our favorite Voltage games. I look at that video sometimes and I'm like, we were giving slap dash opinions that's not word of the week we were just saying things and then it had very little to pertain to the characters we're like i actually know leo and it's like that's crazy i didn't even think i had played leon at that point yet i hated him which is very different now as you will see if you've um seen any of our previous boy ranks you know how we do it is we're going to give you like the initial intro to the game our thoughts on the game as a whole and then we're going to go into the routes and we're going to go from our least favorite guy like he got the least score collectively to the highest scoring guy which no surprises here although we differed in some areas we did end up ranking them in the same order so um that will be no issue but yeah let me just get into like the general info on the game i did a write-up like we're prepared guys we have notes this time (laughs) so starcross myth was originally released as a standalone mobile app for voltage inc so it was before love 365 and all of that was a paper route format Um, And then it was later ported over to their story collection app, Love365, and when they phased out all the standalone apps, and then that was still a pay-per-out format. But then, recently, they released a Nintendo Switch and Steam version of Starcross Myth, and they did that with basically the selection of guys that are on the Department of Wishes and a selection of guys that are on the Department of Punishments. I did want to ask you, because with this, there are two different prologues. So how the game like initially started is there was the first six, three of them were wishes, three of them were punishments, and there was a sin that they had to basically get healed. And then there's another six, three wishes, three punishments with a different story. So what do you think about the fact that instead of breaking it story by story, like for the Switch version, they did wishes and punishments. What are your thoughts on that? I like that they do it that way because it kind of gives them the separate of like, what their roles are, how they kind of interact as an ensemble cast, because sometimes you have to, you spend so much time saying like, how do they all know each other? How do they interact? This gives them a reason to constantly interact. So they're not yeah. just kind of, you know, push aside. Like if you, when you do something in Starcross Myth, because they're gods, they all would have such strong roles in whatever they're doing that they probably would not interact as often. 
when you think about it. But now that they all work together under the same thing, they have to constantly interact. And it's, to me, kind of a cute way to say, like, they balance each other. Without wishes, or without punishments, you can't have wishes. And if you have not too many punishments, you have to have wishes to kind of fulfill and, and break that up. So I really like that. What do you think? Yeah, I could see that. I was like torn on it because I felt like it was kind of janky having the two prologues because especially like with the Switch versions, like how it is, is there's the prologue section and then it has the guys' stories. So for the three guys who have a different prologue, it's like another prologue that you can't skip and have to read before you get to their like first part. So I feel like it could have been cleaner like from the UI perspective if they had split it based on the prologues. Yeah. But it is kind of fun like so it doesn't get too stale because it's like not all the same. So you're getting like three with one prologue and three with another prologue. Yeah. So that's interesting. I did want to touch on like the pricing and stuff like that because if you guys haven't played this game and you're planning to get it and you have a Switch or Steam account, I would definitely say that's the way to go pricing wise. Um, so I took notes here. The game version includes season one, the epilogue, their sequels, and season twos for each of the guys, plus extra stories like point of views and musings on love. So if you want to play these games, this is the best deal to do so because it's $29.99 for that. So like for the six guys. And that's actually their whole story. Yeah. Their whole main set. Everything. Um, and the same amount of content um, on the Love365 app adds up to $150. So if you were going to play all the same stuff with all six guys, it'd be $150 on the app, whereas it's $29.99 to get it for a steamer switch. And if you um, catch them on like a sale time, which they have sales constantly, you can actually spend like $15. So when I got both of the games, I got the whole of both of them for 30 bucks. Yeah, so, so you can even get a better deal than that. So yeah. like the 30 that it normally is. I will say why I also prefer on the console is they keep more to the app aesthetic that it used to be. The choices have the yes. little special thing. It's a the, better user experience. The text boxes, the stars and stuff. I love that. Where you get in 3 Love 365, it's very much seen throughout. And like the magic of these games and all of them is the entire app is coded for what it's like. like Dreamy News West Tokyo, it was the childhood and all the little drawings. That was so cute and I fun. can't wait until they port that. I really <laughs> hope that they do because it had the cutest aesthetic and clearly I still have some of the assets for it because these used to be standalone apps. Let's just go ahead and jump into what the two different prologues are because you're probably a little confused if you haven't like played yeah. this before. Um, so also, by the way, there is going to be a ton of spoilers in this video because we're going to be breaking down each route. But just this beginning piece, like if you're not sure if you want to play it or not, we're not going to do too many spoilers here in the beginning when we talk about general plot. But anyways, the first prologue, the original one that was released, it follows you as the reincarnation of the goddess of fate, working at your local planetarium and spending your days checking your horoscope, waiting for the stars to smile on you. One evening, when gazing upon a shooting star, the handsome gods of the heavens crash land into your balcony. You brush it off the next morning as a terrifyingly real dream, but you can't ignore fate any longer when later that evening at the star festival event at your place of work, the planetarium, the gods appear again to swoop you away. Once back at their abandoned mansion base, which looks like a celestial palace inside, you're confronted with the information that all six of these gods before you have sinned and fallen from grace. They need your help to lift their marks of sin, and that's when you learn that the reason you can even do that is because you are the reincarnated goddess of fate. With the star markings still in your eyes, whose aid will you come to, and what will you find out along the way about these gods? So yeah, that is the first prologue. Do you want to go ahead and give the secondary prologue? Yeah, so the secondary prologue takes place um, after the marked 
gods that you previously see in the first prologue have been absolved of their sins and they have not gone back to heaven. It's after literally that prologue and what would have taken place without you actually falling in love with one of the guys. And so then you're back to your normal life and all of a sudden kind of freak accidents are happening. You almost get run over by a car, some things happen on the train. It just seems like you've hit a streak of bad luck. And while you're at work, you're going to set up this event and it's just like profusely raining. You don't know why. So of course you take a little special rain doll and say, please like I'm begging the gods to have the rain go away in a dream see the previous six gods because they say that they can hear your wish and that their wish is your command. Next day you think your luck is finally turning and the rain stops. So you're like, cool, awesome, I'm having a great time. As you're walking home, you run into two really mysterious guys who attempt to attack you because you are going to unseal something called the Dark King. You have no idea what you're talking. they're talking about. You're fearing for your life because of course you're a, you're a woman. And, yeah. <laughs> and they have like creepy face tattoos. Yeah. And their name is Crow, and I want to say Servalia. I call him Serve, like in all my notes. Serve. <laughs> Serve, Crow and Serve. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the gods of Libra and Cancer, also Zig and Ziglavis and Karno show up and say, like, we're going to protect you. And then they take you off, come to the forest that you would remember from the first rods if you'd ever played them. Um, and they break it down saying that the Dark King, who was sealed away by the king of heavens is back and they're trying to come back the seal is weakening and that your powers they don't really say anything else but that you are the key to unlocking that so they say you have to come with us quickly we'll explain the situation and then you meet the other six gods which is sagittarius um aries virgo virgo capricorn and then you know um libra and Cancer. cancer already yeah. yeah they were kind of like i thought they were side characters because when this first came out i had it as the original app and there was only the one prologue and only the first initial six gods yeah um so when they popped up i just thought they were like side characters i was really surprised when they like dropped the whole other prologue and then finished off the yeah the zodiac wheel because they go in and then they kind of give you more detail saying that like you're in danger you basically have a target on your back like you're in the mob and then <laughs> basic uh, anyway they say you can have have one god that's assigned to you to guard you because they were all told that if they did guard you and it went well they didn't actually say a time frame it's like if you guard well and it goes all great you get a reward of their choosing and so yeah and then basically you decide which god it is and as far as like the two prologues i do think i prefer the first one but i like that there's the second one as another option what are your thoughts as far as comparing the two I say I would say the same. I think that they're if they just usher them like these also got sinned, it would be very lazy because you're like, what happened in the in this between? It would be like too formulaic, like for twelve times to yeah. be the same thing. I <laughs> do wish they gave a little bit more detail, or that either she was still friends with the previous gods because it was such there was no like, well, when did they like? When did it stop? Kind of thing. That's what's weird about it, and we talked about this so much because they're they're inconsistent with how it works when she removes the mark of sin from the other people like even within the first prologue it's like so she removed the sin of all those other gods and it's just like nothing like mm -hmm. you have no feelings just because once we get into the routes you'll see like the way in which she removes sin is like kind of very, romantic yeah, very detailed on how it have to go and you could also say that if that was the case, let's say it was just friendship, like I'm teaching you on how important a friend is or something like that. Yeah, and like you can learn what love is from like your family and yeah. friends, you know. It seems like it was just very cast off and I don't like how she seems almost still surprised about the goddess of fate thing because it's like 
for you to go through six guys and remove their sins and not fully understand the capabilities. Yeah, not feel that you're special. Like it's like you are at this point. Like yeah, I will say I don't understand. Other than like her being able to activate their powers, it doesn't give me any sense as to what else she's special. Like they don't give enough. Yeah, like what is like what did the goddess of fate like? What was her thing in Mm -hmm. the heavens? Like they really didn't go into enough lore. I guess like we're just getting into our general plot thoughts (laughs) in here. So one thing I do want to say is like, so when this game came out, it was so unique to me because of the games that are available here in the West. Like it was the first celestial style game that I've seen. Um, But now that we both know Japanese and we've been kind of studying into original Ochimi games and stuff like that, one of the first ever Ochimi games is actually Angelique. Um, You might have heard us talk about it before, I can't remember which episode it was, but it was like kind of just us talking about what we've been playing. I think it was in an Ochimi News episode. Angelique is the same way in that there's the 12 zodiac signs and they're gods and you're basically You're not a previous goddess, but you're doing stuff with the gods and there's lore. And so there's a lot of stuff um, about that, that definitely you can see inspiration. Voltage definitely got inspiration from Angelique. So I just think I want to say like credit due for that. Cause I feel like before I knew about Angelique, I would have given that credit for being more original, but you can definitely see the callbacks to that. Um, And then another thing I wrote down is that the music in this game is so good. So I want to say that's an amazing thing and I do love the theming like I said but the lore can be a little inconsistent and then just flat out wrong sometimes. And I'll say as developers ourselves and being very like critical even of ourselves we get critical about things. We Yes. A big thing with us is that if something happens in the world it actually should happen across all of them and so when you add such specific details just for the route's convenience it takes away from the other ones because you would say if that happened here, that doesn't make sense on how this happened here. Yeah, it contradicts. So like, I don't want to get too much into it, but you'll see like when we actually go to the spoiler territory, mm-hmm. that there's no way that this and this can be true at the same time, but it has to be for like everyone to be existing here. And yeah. so that's the continuity lines that we're talking about. If you can just accept that and take it as like face value, like each individual route is its own alternate universe, um, that's like how you have to look at it to like, I feel like if you're a stickler for that kind of thing, like we are to get more enjoyment out of it. That's how we just had to view it. Like, yeah. Cause I, um, you and I talked about, it, I was like, when, you know, once we're done ranking and stuff, could I go play this game again later? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll just ignore all of it. I think for us, it gets comical about certain things. Like I wish sometimes we have like our, we'll send each other like voice notes and it's so funny cause I'm like, be so serious that this just happened. Like, I, I can't even take it. <laughs> I also would say I was so much younger. So sometimes yes. the younger mindset of me, I'm like, I swooned over it. I was like, oh my God, that was so romantic. But me as a 28 year old, I'm like, that seemed a That's crazy. Yeah, like certain things that happen, I'm like, okay, that was actually cheesy. And like, that was formulaic or like, that was a little too predictable. Like certain things, it's, I want to say like when we first played this game we probably would have been like 10 out of 10 out of 10 for like everything because we loved it so much um and i don't think it stood the test of time of like now our more critical analytical minds since we're also game makers so this is your favorite game like don't think we're like totally bashing it because it is super cute and cozy and i love it like yeah this is my top five it's definitely in my top five Um, yeah three years ago we would have said like before evermore and how much we've learned from that point to what we're trying to develop even going forward like Three years ago, we would have been like 10. 
Yeah, yeah pens across the board. I think two people would have been like, eh, like you know what I mean? And I know which two. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You'll, you guys will know here soon too. Um, but I do want to say that like comparing it because like so for dreamy days it's another game that it was like it was my first ultimate game one of your first and so i felt the same way where i loved it but looking back i feel like it stood the test of time a little bit better than this one um and i think that might be due to the fact that it's not formulaic too so like we were talking about how our game like my love for you is evermore each route you're doing a different thing like you have a different project a whole different like it takes you in a completely different direction every single time there's no formula to the routes whereas because of the way that this game is set up just by nature there's a formula because every single time you have the same mission yeah um so that's another thing that i think maybe kind of like soured me on it a little more is because like by the end i was like dang i've seen this so many times now like yeah because you you can have something that have, has to have in, com in common so another good voltage game that i like love 10 days with my devil the commonality is that yes. she has 10 days to live so she has to choose next Yes. She <laughs> has to choose who is going to like watch over her as she's doing it. But that everything is so uniquely different. The only comment is she only has so many time frames. Yeah. Like that's so many time, uh, such a small time line. Sorry. And that makes more sense. And the same thing, like, OTMEs have to have a small part of it that is very similar to how all of them get to the end of the prologue. Yeah, because like, how did you meet all of them within yeah. that short prologue? But I think like, sometimes like certain plots allow or certain settings allow for more differentiation yeah um, this it only allowed the what was going to happen to happen and so yeah like that evermore is a good example or even though even though snow kiss is on the highest right now she's gonna get it done <laughs> snow kiss is the same thing you are in a set place however but we were more crafty with the yeah. yeah so i think once you give it like this has to occur no matter what this has to be the forefront it doesn't allow it only allows this to be the growth of it. So, so much chaotic stuff can happen, but it's only because this is the set of it. And if you don't focus on it, it runs off the rails. And actually one of the routes do that where you're like, I think they forgot what we were supposed to be. What doing. we were initially here for. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, this isn't us like crapping out. I love the game. And again, I'll go play Hughes route a bunch more times. Yeah, I go this. play after stories. Like we're just gonna be covering the main stories, but they have a lot of great after stories in this one. Like I really enjoy Starcross Myth as a whole. Um, I think the best parts about it is um, the music, the characters, the theming. Points where I would say is a little weaker is sometimes the art can be inconsistent, like background oh, art specifically. That's a voltage thing too. Um, that's just like a general voltage issue. Like sometimes you'll be in this beautiful like celestial moon and like stars and it looks amazing. And then the next CG will be like you in like a back street of Tokyo and it looks like black outlines that are like shaking. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also the villains, um, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just wasn't really into how cheesy they made them look. Like they had like these like little and face and tattoos the and the capes. Yeah, like it was a little bit cheesy. Whereas I feel like it's 50-50 on this game because the main characters and like their outfits, mo like 99% of the time look really good. So I wish they would have given more detail to the minions or something or make them so faceless that it didn't matter. Like they felt like a joke kind of. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen like a lot of like Sailor Moon or like old um, Precure and things like that. It's like the the villains are a joke sometimes and yeah. that's kind of the vibe that it gave so if you're okay with that then it, maybe it won't bother you but <laughs> it bothered me a little i was like could you do a little <laughs> more <laughs> is there anything else you want to say like about the general plot of the game no because we'll totally get into the main stories of things that just happened so as we go we're gonna start from the shits to top tits like. yes like 
I would say there's two routes that are like the shits to me and then the other ones are top tits. Even if they're like a lower score because we're yeah. being very critical, they're ones that I would play again and yeah. I would recommend. Um, but starting it off, we also, before we even ranked them, we set aside like which three I was going to discuss and which three she was going to discuss randomly. Um, and it pretty much did work out to alternate back and forth between us, except for like one point oh God, at the end. Yeah. Um, so it's going to start with me and then it's going to be you and then me and then you twice and then me ending it. So that's how it's going to oh, be. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> you and I are so like... I mean, Kayla and I say this like we're basically like twins just like that got separated but then like the gods being like okay like you have to go here and you have to go here yeah we're the same in like everything I know but it will be interesting because there are a few little points in this where we did disagree so I think that'll make for interesting discussion because a lot of times we're just like and yes we feel the same <laughs> and yes so the worst rated route, <laughs> and we'll go over this actual score that we give them like with our different categories as we normally do after I break down the route, but the worst rated route for both of us was Tio. He's the god of Taurus, and I really wanted to like him because he is a Taurus, mm -hmm. but um, he really doesn't match that as you'll see, and I'll go into more. So he starts from the original prologue. So he's part of the original six with the Mark of Sin. Um, so you're there at the Planetarium Star Festival event. As soon as he saves you, he stops time so he, you know his power right away, which this is something that's really interesting, but like certain times they have their power be like this bombshell that they bring up in like the 10th chapter. And then sometimes they just tell you like right away and it's like not a big deal. And did you notice though that like in certain one of theirs that like they either can't use her powers at all or as long as she's in the vicinity, she they can use them. Yeah, like sometimes they have to like physically be touching her and then other times like she can just be in the room. Like they're a little inconsistent with that. But so for Tio, right away, he's like flirting with you. He's supposed to be like the Prince Charming-esque, but like to me, he's just like giving sleazeball. Um, <laughs> the crowd starts with like everything that's going on. He takes you to like the mansion, as with all of them, and he gives you a little tour. And that's when you realize that he's um, kind of extremely busy. Like he gets lost in his own place of residence, basically. And so she thinks about that. And then he takes his shirt off like right away, like show you his mark of sin. Whereas the other gods, they don't really like show you it. So he just like came out there. Like It felt very to me, and like let me be that very random like that there yes. was no reason for that to happen things with Tio, a lot of times in his route like it's just like skip to me taking my shirt off and i'm like i did kiosk <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Enough for me. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok sound that's like, Daddy, Daddy? And it's like a daddy long leg. <laughs> that's what I think of. Hey, Daddy! daddy. daddy. Anyways. So he shows you his little sticker 90s tattoo that they all have that is their mark of sin. Um, and then I do wish right here that MC would have reacted closer to how I felt in that moment because he was like being extremely like over the top flirtatious and very full of himself. And I wish she would have thought in her head like, oh, he's full of himself. Like she does that with other guys. But in her head, her internal thoughts here was like, oh, he's hot. I like, don't think he's I, hot. I don't think he's hot. We'll put him on the screen. Like, he just really isn't for me. Um, it was giving me, like, honestly, more Leo than even Leo. Like, it wasn't giving me Taurus. Like, it was giving me Leo vibes. Like, how he was, like, very, yeah. like, in the center of the Or maybe even Gemini. I don't know. It was not giving me Taurus. I totally agree, though, because for me, this is... They have only known each other at this point for at most, like, 30 minutes. And she was just irritated with him for losing him in the house, which... 
I felt was manipulative that he was like, oh, like show me around this big house. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know that you you know that you can use your powers when you touch her at this point. By this point, you could have easily snapped your fingers to get where you needed to go. Exactly. There's a lot of times where they just selectively don't use their powers, and that's another like weird inconsistency. Um, but anyways, also, yeah, like you were saying, like it was very soon after they met and Tauruses, like one of the trademark things is that they're very stable, slow and steady. So they take a long time to warm up to somebody. So like, that's like just very off base. Um, so then he realizes that touching you makes his powers work like even better. Um, so to prove it, he asks you for anything you want to eat and he touches your shoulder while he's doing that. And then you say you want a pork bun and then that appears. Um, so Leon was also there and I wrote, I wrote a note. Everything Leon says just makes me want to be on his route instead of Taurus. But anyways. He calls him unsexy, huh? He's like, what an unsexy thing to ask for is poor funds. And I honestly kind of was like, honestly, yeah. I want you. Yeah, like, honestly, you're right. When he called me unsexy and looked at me like I was a speck of dirt, like that was it. That's what I wanted. Because here's the thing. For me, like I would have probably asked for something like gluttonous. And then as I'm being, I'm like, wow, I don't look attractive at all. Because I'm going to just random. <laughs> I should have asked like some dainty little butter cookies or something. But anyways, the next day Tio appears to just ask you on a date. Like that's the other thing. It's like it, I didn't like that they didn't transition it. Like so how did she leave the mansion and get back home? Like it was just like all of a sudden it was the next day and then he was like, let's go on a date. He opens the door. Hmm? He opens the door. To let, well, I know sometimes they do. Like that's how it works. But like they don't show it in Tio's route. Like oh. they don't like it just cuts like. <sighs> I swear I thought, oh wait, you're right. I get yeah. so confused because all of them do it and make it a very big point to say it. Yeah, there's even a background of this door, <laughs> but mind you, but they just didn't do it in Tio. Okay. That's why like I notated it. Um, so anyways, he asks you to show him around planet Earth and I wrote, this is nitpicky of me, but they hit you with like a side street CD, or not CD, BG, that they use in like every Voltage game. And it is like my least favorite background. And I'll have to put it on the screen for you guys, but do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, and the only one that it honestly makes, the only game that I think it honestly makes sense is Kiss by the Bad Spirit Bitter and so to use route because it's scaby and you get robbed. Yeah, like it, it just like, it was just not drawn very well. Like I'm not a big fan of it. But anyways, Tio immediately starts being insufferable and flirting with every single girl that walks by um, and has a pulse. And it basically turns into like a traffic danger because you're on this side street and all the girls are like kind of crowding around. Um, so the police come to like shut it down and then you guys are just like, basically make a run for it. Like, not sure if it's a TikTok sound again, but when they're like, that's interesting. Well, <laughs> they run away. Like that's what it gave me. Um, so he gets an outfit next because she's like, you're drawing too much attention. Like we need to get you an outfit. This is another thing that's different in every single route. Like sometimes they just stop and pick their own outfit. Sometimes they already have an outfit. Sometimes they have to look and see what human clothes look like before they snap and get the outfit. And the one they landed on is like, woof. <laughs> For Tio? Yes. Yeah, it's like a little banana sherbet looking combo. <laughs> like, but he looks all right, I guess. Um, then you go to eat and Tio confesses that he really likes milk and would drink it a lot in the heavens even though he doesn't need to because none of them need to like eat or sleep. His stomach would hurt. Oh yeah. But MC says, oh, he likes milk because he's a Taurus and Tauruses are cows. And I really love cows. I, cows are like one of my favorite animals, but Taurus is a bull. Like, let's just be for real right now. Like, bull is like, I know bulls and cows are related, but like, I've never heard anyone be like, oh, the symbol of Taurus is a cow. 
I've never just not it look like the cow that I know. So. Yeah, it's a bull. Um, anyways, he then talks about the fact that he just can't be monogamous. Um, so that's just a lovely romantic time. How he doesn't give a reason. He just says, I have to give my love to everyone. Everyone equally, yeah. But he doesn't because he gives it to only women. So it's like that. That's like kind of his problem. Like the gods are like, why are you only granting women's wishes? But anyway, that when Leo points that out later, is like, yes. who the hell told you that was okay? And they call back to it in other routes too. I can't remember whose route Leon, it was. So yes, him, that's like, who it who is. Who told you it was okay to do that? And um, Tio is like, well, whoopsie. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what just happened. Um, I did like how MC reacted here because she like right away is like, well, I think you should have like only one partner. Like that's like what true love is. And like she kind of gives her explanation and he's just like, anyways, like, I don't know, brushes it off. He doesn't ever really engage with things that MC says, which is something that bothered me. He's not a very good listener. Like he just kind of is self-absorbed and he doesn't like notice anything about her like no. other guys do. They never really have that in-depth convos about like little things until and the one convo they have. Yeah, and so that pretty much ends that scene. Then the next day at work, we have a standard scene where your best friend, Hiori, that you work with misunderstands the god that you're working with to be your boyfriend. That happens in like literally every single route. Um, and it makes me furious because she's like, oh, it's your boyfriend. Other gods would be like, yeah, that works to make it easier, whatever, like to explain like why I'm with you. Instead, like Tio just like ignores what she says and like starts hitting on Hiori. And it made me so mad. Like. It's so disrespectful to be with a guy you're supposed to like be romantically involved with and he just like hits on another girl in front of you. What kills me though is that he keeps referring to her as his goddess. So like yeah. to the outside eye, it sounds so like sweet. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'll use your um, dad in example. She calls your dad the love of her life when she addresses him. Yes, oh, and life, it's funny because oh, we life. actually call her goddess. Like yeah. Um, well, I don't want to dox her. I don't know the truth, like, if we say her name. So I'll, like, beep it out. But I have um, my dad's, like, long-term girlfriend slash fiance. She, like, does names for people. So, like, she used to call my dad Master Chef, but now she calls him Love of Her Life. She calls me Princess. Um, and then, like, any of my friends, too, she calls Yana Princess. And then, like, we call her Goddess. But, yeah. It would be cute. That would be a cute thing. Like, they do try sometimes to put things in. It's just so shallow with Tio. I don't buy it for a second that he feels that, that I'm special. Right, you know, you're 100% like, for you to hit on my friend, but you tell everybody, like, to them, they think it's so, that you're so sweet to me because you're saying, like, oh, she's my one and only goddess, or, like, please treat my goddess correct. But his actual meaning behind it is that you are the goddess that he needs so mm -hmm. that he can sin. Like, his isn't any sweetness to it in It's any just way. using you. Like, yeah. he does use all the other girls for basically attention. Um, but here, he's basically, like, not wanting to separate with you and let you work because he's like, I want to be with you all the time. That's the only one thing that is, like, a tourist thing. They can be clingy. Mm -hmm. It usually takes a long time to get there with somebody, but, like, we are a little clingy. Like, I don't like when Michael goes to work, like, any day. Like, he goes every day, so it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <Okay>. that's... <laughs> having a breakdown <laughs> i haven't been okay <laughs> just kidding um but anyways that was like the one trait that i felt was like okay that's kind that of like true. a tourist we've, thing we've together since we were like 18. yeah no we've actually lived together on and off damn near our whole lives yeah like we cling on to like people and relationships in general too like we're in it for the long haul yeah. as a tourist like we're best friends since childhood we're always gonna be best friends yeah, like that's what it is. is i'm not gonna go get other best friends like i'm just yeah. not that type of bitch but yeah uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, where am I in this so dog? she, like, you were saying that, like, um... Oh, yeah, he doesn't want to separate. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's, he's, 
she's like, I have to go to work, sorry. And then he goes out like into the bushes. I think that's when that scene mm-hmm. happens. Um, but you have like a little lunch break time. Um, and you go outside and yeah, that is the bushes. I wrote it right here. He's like looking around in the bushes. So that's kind of a cute thing is like he does get lost, but it's like, again, it's like all about him. And I kind of would like a little more focus on like the MC. Like what does he like about the MC? Like, I don't know. I just felt that way about it. Um, then she starts to think to herself that like, maybe he's because of the neediness thing, maybe it's that he wants attention and not love. Like he wants to be popular and like have attention on him and not be alone, Um, which they don't really explore that that much. But like, that was one thought that she had that I was like, hmm, that's a good thought. Which would have been such a good thing to explore. That that would have been a better plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then it skips forward a bit and Tio summons you to the mansion. And the first thing you see is a woman standing at the front door. And then it like cuts to the next chapter. And they don't even tell you how they find these places. Like, no. how did you tell her how to get there? Right. And it's just like, he's like, oh, I forgot I invited someone here. It's like, okay. and how did you invite? So that's the other thing. Like them having phones, they don't have like phones in this. And it would have made so much more sense if they did have phones because he would have texted her the Addy. You know what I mean? And what kills me because as a woman, I'm petrified to get murdered, right? So if a man was like, hey, in this abandoned mansion in the woods, meet me there, he'd be like, absolutely not doing that. Like, and you're not with him, so he can't be using his god powers to like get her to like feel a certain way. But it's some girl that he just met when he was out and invited to the freaking god mansion, which is crazy to me, because it's like, I feel like maybe you don't want to blow your cover. They don't ever say that, but I just feel like, what are you doing inviting other humans around here? But, cause you're not supposed to tell anyone. Like whenever he comes around, you don't want to tell he or he's a god, but like we can just invite people to the mansion. I would, and also I wanted to say, who would believe you even if you said that? No one. No one. If you see the it. mansion though, you might believe it. Even that I wouldn't believe. I'd just be like, they're kind of rich and they're like, maybe they're, they're cosplaying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be here to the holiday. So those outfits are just getting cosplay. Well, they say they're European a lot. Like a lot they of them do do that, yeah. And so, and you're right, they, it's either cosplay or European. It's like never anything else. You're so mixed. I would always ask, like, if you told me, like, hey, this guy that I'm, like, always with, he's a god. I'd been like, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, then. moving on. I would just say it so that you'd stop saying it. And then yeah, you would just be like, I see you really like him, like, but just know you, I don't. So you stop. You don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to convince me anything else. But anyways, MC is obviously like, why the hell am I here? Because he called her there if you just have another bitch here. And he's like, oh, like, I don't know, like my mistake. Can you just go show her around? So he has you show around his new side bitch. She's dumb though, cause she does it. Yeah, then she does it. <laughs> and um, you think maybe that girl is like special to him, but then you realize that he can't even remember the girl's name and he just doesn't really care about her. Like it just happened to it. Like he just said whatever in the moment and she ended up actually coming. Um, so then when they get to the room, Tio is like, oh, we're not going in there. And then you're like, oh, why? And like, it turns out like his room is like special to him and off limits for the girls. They don't go into enough detail about it though. It's actually very weird. Yeah. Um, He takes the girl home at that point, like since the room is like the stopping point. And then you end up just chatting with the other gods in the living room about Tio. And that's when Hugh just like gives the plot. Like at that point, Hugh just like tells you everything. He gives you the backstory um about Tio and it's it's really ironic that they have Hugh be the one to do it because it's like when we get to Hughes it's like 
he wouldn't be doing that. But anyways, um, he explains that Tio's father is the reason that he's like this. His father was famous for womanizing people in the heavens. And so while he was busy with that and completely ignoring, he was completely ignoring his fatherly duties to Tio. So he would even like kick Tio out as a child like just out on the street, just so he could go like knock some boots with Strange. Like it was crazy. So that would be why he like feels like he needs attention. Um, but the thing is, you don't see that, you just hear it from Hugh. That's mm -hmm. what I didn't like. He just doesn't do the actions of it. Because he's a god, all these girls go and go around him. So he actually is getting what he wants. It would have been more interesting to see it like where he is so flirtatious and so in women's faces like, you're so wonderful, or, oh, I hate to say this TikTok sound, but <laughs> skin whiskers, like that yes. vibe, because if he did that, that actually would have been better to see, because now her opinion is, even though it's correct, he wants all of this attention, he actually gets it, so it's like, yeah, like he's filling the hole in his heart. Like he's yeah. doing what he has to do. But yeah, that's another thing is like there are multiple types within the game that are flirtatious, but they just do it like in a much more like appealing way. Like Tio's like style of flirt is like weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just is like a little just soft. A baby. Yeah, it's like a baby <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, they basically just tell you right there why Tio is trying to fill the hole in his heart with women. And then they mention that's why he doesn't let any woman in his room because he never just truly gives his heart to a woman. He's just using them in the moment. Yeah. And yeah, I said here, the issue I have with that is that that's just plainly stating the entire plot of his route. They don't slowly let you find these things out. No. It's just given to you by a third party. And that's really poor writing in my opinion. <laughs> Anyways, then Tio pops in and is like, don't be sad for me, I don't care, and tells Hugh not to say weird things about him behind his back. And then they go to the balcony, and I guess they have like a little connection moment here. It's hard because every time he says anything to her, it just feels like empty words to me. Yeah. Like it just feels fruitless flirtation. But the one other thing I did note here is that it makes no sense, and it makes no sense because she says the reason she loves the stars is be oh yeah, that's right. The reason she loves the stars is because she can't see them in Tokyo. And that's why she works at the planetarium, so she can at least see them like projected and like learn about them. But she constantly wishes on stars at her balcony throughout all of the routes, and mm -hmm. even in the prologue, you can see them in all of the background art. Yeah. There's stars everywhere. Um, so that makes literally no sense. <laughs> um, you also tell him that you want to know more about his past and he's like humans always want more and it's like you're the one who always wants more women and attention so that didn't make sense to me either it's like i feel like gods are the ones that want more like it's not the huge i don't know weird <laughs> anyways the next day after work tio picks you up for a little walk which turned into flying over the city so that tio can grant some wishes and like actually do some work for once you know what i mean and they it, do not do work that often i know and the way they do it in each route is different too because he just like grants any little old wish like as they're flying through the skies whereas in other routes they say it has to be a super strong wish and it will come to like the little pond and that's the only way they can grant wishes he says that though he says that normally they can't do small wishes because they're not around to hear them yeah the strong ones get up there yeah oh that's true okay so i guess that does make sense then um but then oh another thing he says is like that they do it they do it completely randomly and it has to be equal, which isn't the case with him. Like, cause he, he is picking and choosing. Like, even though he's saying that he's doing it randomly, like yeah. it like proves his point that that's not what's happening. Cause he's only doing cute girls. No offense though, how is any of it equal if you're not granting everybody's wishes? It, it can't possibly be. Like it's, it's not equal because it's like the strongest ones only usually. <laughs> the fundamentalness of it being like, the strongest wishes get there, but we have to love all humans equally. Like, then that would actually defeat the purpose of your job. <laughs> yeah. And somehow this whole, like, 
him only granting wishes to cute girls, like, oh, I wish this guy that I went on a date with would call me, and then he grants it, that like makes MC like Tio. Because he's like, he, he cares about the small details. Like, I guess. What detail? I don't know. Like, he's like, he lets even the little wishes shine through. Like, that's like how she felt. Um, but this is the wildest part to me. The last wish that he grants is this innocent little boy. He just says, I wish I could have a dream about dinosaurs tonight. Like, just a cute little wish. And Tio refuses to grant it. He's like, little boys like that are cheaters and they just get girls without trying. So I'm not going to grant his wish. It's like what he's a little kid he's a tiny little kid and mc finds that cute of tio like i thought i thought that was so childish of him and like hypocritical like you said and um she just convinces him to just be fair and grant the wish like he said he was fair so he should do it so tio reluctantly does it and i just like really hated that scene but then again it cuts to tio just taking off his shirt again on tokyo tower not really sure how they got there yeah and he just shows that the mark is fading um, and then he hugs MC really hard and she almost falls so he has to catch her so that there can be like a moment and I just feel like it was really Jimmy hammered in like it, it wasn't make any sense. it was random I don't even, the, the mark going away made less sense because he's not doing anything to work on himself to earn it like yeah like the only thing I can think of is I guess that he ended up granting the wish of the little boy when he normally wouldn't have as long as he told she told him to but she like made him yeah he didn't do it all because he really, in his heart, wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Right. He hasn't learned anything at this point. So then it cuts to another day back at the mansion where they run into Scorpio, who admonishes them for granting stupid peon wishes. Love him. This also made me want to be on Scorpio's route. Um, then... <laughs> okay, Kiara. Every character that came in, I was like, please let me go over there. <laughs> Then when Tia tries to defend you, Scorp is like, oh, I see you fell for her. You must be sinning again. So that kind of plants a seed in your heart of like what happened there. Like what is his actual sin? Because you at this point don't really know what made him fall from grace. I don't remember. I hope I wrote it because this was like the first one I played. So I don't really remember either. Um, but then Altair comes in and says, Altair, by the way, there's Altair and Vega. They're like these little cutie cherub gods. <laughs> I love so Altair's little worried face. I know. The one thing I will say about the Switch version is the way they place them on the screen. It just looks <laughs> up the entire face. <laughs> it looks really rough. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> Altair comes in and says he needs your help. So you, Tio, and Vega go to help him with some tasks that he had to do for the gods of punishments. And he was like freaking out because he couldn't figure it out. And he needed help because he's little. Yeah. And it's a cute scene only because Vega and Altair clearly like each other. So it kind of like shows them like the cute um and you see them interacting that's like the main thing of the scene once they finish the chore Hugh comes in and talks to MC alone and MC asks him about what Tio's sin was because she was wondering about that from earlier and he says that he thinks it was Tio loving people unequally and that they absolutely can't fall in love like oh yeah that's right he also was like you by the way just so you know like don't get too close to him because humans and gods can't be together nice. which is like a thing in every single route um, but it feels so like arbitrary and predictable to me at this point. And it's clear that Tio needs to learn how to love because clearly the whole thing is set up for MC to teach him that. So it just, it feels dumb that that rule is even there all the time. Like every time they bring it up, it means nothing because obviously you end up with every single guy. But it ends up really depressing MC when he says that. Um, so she doesn't even want to see Tio anymore. That's one thing I can agree with her on. I don't want to see his ass again. Mm -hmm. But you end up wandering into oncoming traffic because you're lost in thought about Tio, and then he pops up and saves you, of course. 
And though you just said you don't want to see him, you're happy he's there and you're like, let's go shopping and cook a meal together. So that again was like, how did you get from, I don't want to see him anymore, let me distance myself. And then the second he's there, you're like, oh, let's go shopping. Yeah. Weird. So you make him some stew and you chat for a little bit and then all of a sudden he falls ill and it's due to his mark of sin fading really rapidly at this point, mm -hmm. which I don't understand why. Cause again, the only thing that happened was that one thing and it's cause she told him to do it. And I don't understand. I can't remember what the king says his sin is. Cause obviously he says it, but. Yeah. I mean, Hugh says that it's loving people unequally. Oh, that's but, what it would be. Yeah, but at, in the end of it, like when the king comes in and stuff, oh, like it's just that he needed to learn to love. Like, cause, and that's what Probably all of them are. Name. Yeah, all of them end up, like all yeah, of whatever right. their sin is, is always a front for that. Um, but anyways. Um, <laughs> There's a lot money laundering front. <laughs> you put him in bed and you hear him start to call out to his dad when he's asleep. And like, to me, I was like, this would have been a way better way for her to find out that he has this thing with his dad because she could ask him about it because she heard him saying it in his sleep rather than Hugh just giving away the whole plot like in chapter three. Because at this point, we're in like chapter nine. You know Hugh was fed up. He was like, listen, this is what happened. Please, hurry up. <laughs> like, I can't do this. And overall though, this was my favorite scene in the game with Tio, like, cause he was showed like some likableness of them being together. They kind of had some sweet moments with sharing the food. Like that's probably the most romantic it got in my opinion was just this yeah, one little part. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and then as you're setting up for the day, um, Tio says he wants to repay you with a wish because you took care of him like while he was like having that mark thing and like being really tired. And you end up telling him that what you think about his desires for love from girls, which is interesting because it's like, I don't understand how we got there. So he's like, oh, like, let me grant you a wish to repay you. And you're like, you know what, Tio? I think <laughs> you just tell him what you she think. She does like, she does in pretty much all the routes, but she just says shit to them. And I'm like, you're not time and place. <laughs> You ask if he only wants to grant your wish just to make you fall for him. Like that's like, I guess what triggers it. I wrote it and you say that. <laughs> Me like contradicting myself. But you say that it'll never make him feel whole again to just keep collecting other girls' affections and that he is the one that needs to love someone. And you tell him it's your wish for him to find true love. And then- yeah, That was really sad. And for me, that also, to me, it makes a romance not great because she says my hope is that you find that person one day to me you say right. it ain't me because in every other route her wish is always like i want to be with him like i love him so much i want him to return my feelings like yeah. that's like what it should have been but in this moment this has now become the worst scene in the game because tio immediately turns scary like usually he has like a little doughy expression and then all of a sudden he went like dark mode and this part like kind of shook me because his whole face changes and then he just pushes you onto the bed and it kind of reminds me of that oron scene remember how kyoya when they go to the beach he's oh. like tries to teach her a lesson and like puts her on the yes. bed it gave me that vibe because it's like you weren't expecting it it was like all of a sudden there he is and he tries to scare you and just like take advantage of you like yeah. he straight up is like just show me how show me what love is and show me you know so much and since you got your degree you know what <laughs> you know <laughs> he also she says no multiple times yeah she's like no please stop and he's like no i'm gonna take what i want and she like tries to fight her way out and she can't and it's like scary like it's not like a teasy like flirty thing that like oh maybe it was a little too far but like he's really not gonna do anything like no he was like hands on his pants like 
trigger, like trigger warning. Tell him there like while he has you and you're like, I heard you calling for your dad in your sleep. Like that's what made me say something. Um, and Tio tells you himself more about that still while being all scary and mean though. He's just like, yeah, my dad just left me for doing whatever. It's like, so he basically just says all the things Hugh already said. And then he says that's why he believes in freely giving love and that you should just do that for him right now. But before Tio can fully do anything, Leon and Hugh show up to stop him. And you actually defend Tio, okay, so which made me so mad and said it only happened because you were being insensitive and um, not to darken his mark, but they, oh, cause they said they were gonna re-darken his mark because like he clearly didn't learn. Oh, it darkened again. Yes, um, and they won't listen to you and they're like, sorry, that's what's gonna have to happen. And they like drag him away to the mansion. And as Tio's being dragged off, he mutters, there's no time. And you wonder what that means. Well, I didn't enjoy this happening at all. I at least like that we saw Tio's fake act drop for the first time. Cause it's like now chapter 10. The pacing is like really awesome in this route. <laughs> like that's the first time we see anything other than his fake facade. And it wasn't good what we saw underneath. But as the days pass, you wonder what's been going on with Tio and you miss granting wishes with him. Like you just start missing him a lot and like realizing you love him basically. You do want to job with him and you're like, I miss doing that. Like what? <laughs> and after work that same day that you're thinking about that, Leo ends up coming to pick you up. You thought it was going to be Tio, but it was Leo. <laughs> Them rhyming makes me laugh. Tio and Leo. <laughs> I would have flipped out. I'm like, oh my God, Leon. I know, seriously. I would have been like, jump the boat. Because remember they were like, oh my God, some like really good looking guy out there. Mm -hmm. I will say I kind of feel for it because can you imagine supposedly the guy that you like and it's not the guy you like and you're like, this piece of shit. I know, but for me, I was like, thank God. <laughs> or like Leon wouldn't care, but I feel like you know who would care is either Hugh or randomly Scorpio would get pissy because it's like, you're not excited. I'm not good enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you weren't the one I was expecting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when you get to the mansion, he drops it on you that the balance of time night and day has been off all over the planet and we know that Tio is the god of time so you kind of like assume that it has something to do with him and I want to mention here that Tio being the god of time makes very little sense because father time is represented by Saturn or in Greek mythology is Kronos and both of those figures represent hardship learning lessons and generally being a task taskmaster whereas Taurus is all about like pleasure and fun so that like doesn't like match for me and they're exalted in the sign of Libra so it would have made more sense for like Libra to have the time ability but anyways um they say that Tio's mark has gotten like a lot darker and he's being very emotionally unstable which again is not a Taurus trait at all like stable is like what we are um emotionally unstable would be like Pisces or Cancer Sailor Moon but anyways Tio just blankly comes in briefly and then leaves and you try to form a plan with the other gods. The other gods really do shine in this route, I noted, because they like, they had banter and like that was the only time I was enjoying myself was like when they were around. <laughs> they decide that in the meantime, you should just help the other gods and you can choose to help, no, this is real. They go, you can either help wishes, punishments, or neither. Like it came up as a choice. So I was like, okay, like I'll do wishes, like to stick with like in the same realm. And then it's like, anyways, the next day, like, cuts to the scene. I'm on a job with Ichthys, helping the Department of Punishments. That was so dumb. I was like, then why are we here? Don't give me a choice. Your choices really mean jack shit in this, this whole game. Like, it's insane. <laughs> and there's, like, really no bad ending. There's just, like, forbidden and blessed. And the forbidden still ends the same way as it's blessed. the so same as blessed. Super, it's just a different CG. So you're there with Ichthys and he shows you how he punishes the bad guys and it just makes you miss working, miss working with Tio because it was more nice and heartwarming and like less serious when you were working with Tio. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't serious when working with Tio. Ichthys was the same way. His is just punishment. 
It can just make a funny joke because she's clearly depressed and she's like, I'm so glad to go on a date with you. Like, no, no, time is place. <laughs> <laughs> Not to bring up another TikTok sound, but it's like, <laughs> like sucking dick and cock. <laughs> like, oh my God. Time and place. <laughs> you did it at my birthday dinner. Okay. Um, so then another day, you go help Leo at the mansion in the fountain room, and it ends up being just another way for you to miss Tio again, because he's granting um, from the reflecting pool versus, like, being out in the city. Um, this is where Leo explains that in the reflecting pool, small wishes won't make it. It's only strong wishes. So this corrects the confusion earlier. So I wrote this, like, as I was playing. So that's why earlier I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then I'm like, oh, now it does. Um, but anyways... You start thinking like small happinesses are so important to humans though, so the fact that they don't grant those is like a problem for you, I guess, and like that makes Tio special to you in your heart. So then Leon brings up how Tio's heart may not be suffering like his- okay, this was so fucking confusing. So Leon goes, Tio's heart's not suffering like his body is, and you're like, what? Body yardy yardy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? And he's like, you asked to- like, can you explain that for me? And he's like, well, if you don't get it, just like act on instinct. And you're like, I don't know. You're like, I don't know what that means, Leon. <laughs> and then he's like, just go. And you're like, okay. And you say go. that. Just say, go help him. <laughs> you go to Tio's room. <laughs> they think it's gonna be awesome because they say cryptic shit. And you're like, I don't know anything about you. You don't know me. We don't know anything about each other. You're just saying shit. Like, I would say sometimes that has to be a barrier of language, right? Because yeah. they are just automatically translating probably to her like thing or whatever. So they're probably like mistranslating shit constantly because she's like, what? Yes, God, because she's like, you're not communicating directly with me for a human. Um, but what's crazy is like she just goes to Tio's room and he just lets her in. Like it's no big deal. Like they don't make, like even Tio's though that was room. built up, <laughs> yeah, it looked like a sun god room. And like, that's just like not, that'd be like more of a Leo thing. But I get why, because I guess if he's controlling the time and all of that stuff, it's like he's viewed as that way. Oh, I guess you could put it that way. It's just like within Deadly, like- but you know. <laughs> Within mythology, they always say like Saturn controls time. So like, I just like don't, I didn't connect it. Like when they put it, I was like, okay. Um, but immediately he just comes in and he's all dark again still. And he's like, you just came to sleep with me, didn't you? And it's like, no. I never wanted to, but no. And once again, she's like, this is all my fault that he's trying to rape me again because I was insensitive. Off. I was like, what? She's like, none of this. The, sometimes the pick me energy comes out of her so bad. Cause she's like, I just want to set that. Like he wouldn't be here. Like. Seems like maybe if he didn't, you know, sin royally, then we wouldn't be here at all. Yeah, and then also if he just wouldn't have reacted that way. Like, let's just speak like adults here. Me, yeah. He yells at her saying that she talked like she knew everything about him and she doesn't know anything. And if she I really mean. loves him, then can she guess how he really feels? And then that's when he confesses that he is in love with her. And it's like, I, this was just so lackluster. Like, I was like, oh my God. So it's like, why were you being an asshole then? Like, if you love me. Then he falls to the floor in pain because his mark starts to get really dark and she stays by him. All the gods file in, get him to lay down. And after a while, he starts feeling a little bit better. But MC thinks back to how Hugh said that he can't play favorites with a human. And like, clearly he is if he just confessed love to her. So it's against, and it's against the law for them to even be together. So she decides to leave. And then Tio runs after her and he says the pain of his sin mark darkening is nothing compared to the pain of losing her. And he confesses that he wants to be with her no matter what. And she reciprocates. And then the king's voice. So in every other route, like the king actually appears. But in this route, it's just the king's voice shining down with a white 
like white light. Theo says he doesn't need the love of just anyone and everyone anymore, but he only wants the MC's love. And the king says they still can't be together. And then Theo is like, I'll accept any punishment for it. And the passion that he has in that moment feels very unearned because it really wasn't that long ago that he was a womanizer or trying to hurt her. So I was confused. It's like three chapters ago, actually. <laughs> and then, of course, in a twist of fate, his sin mark is totally removed. And the king says that was the true test. And his sin was not truly understanding love and how precious that it can be. And he basically passed that test. So he's like allowed to be with her. She's on the earth. <laughs> yeah. So then they go back to the mansion and they fill everyone in about how they're allowed to be together and they're like, okay, well now can you fix me? Like, he's all good. Like, it's our turn. And MC says she can't really do that because their sins require specific lessons and still they all want her to pick who's the next god to help. But Tio says, I'm not going to let you do that. And they run off together to fly above the city and grant more wishes together. I would jump them, honestly. I would probably, so you'd have to see me in the sky. <laughs> After <laughs> that... <laughs> After that, they return to her condo, and he says that her telling him about himself and that he needs to know true, precious love is what made him fall in love with her instantly. And he asks if she will, is that why you try to rape her? If she will continue to be his one and only goddess, and then he pushes you on the bed again. This time, I guess it's consentingly, and then they like hook up sexually for the first time, and that ends Tio's route. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So with that, let me tell you what my rank was for each of the categories and then I'll pass it to Jan to give her rank and her thoughts on it and then we'll see what his combined score was. Mm -hmm. So our categories are personality, romance, plot, allies, character, love interests, character development, and then the main character. So for personality, I gave him a 2 out of 10 because it's not accurate to Taurus in any way, shape, or form. He let his circumstances make him and he was unwilling to dare to be different. Like, I didn't like that he tried to, like, forge his own way. Like, he just, like, became a victim to his circumstances. And I see, like, Taurus as, like, a very strong sign and I just, like, felt like he didn't have that resilience. And then other traits he has were being emotional and unpredictable and that's, like, the complete opposite of Taurus, which their trademarks are stable and predictable. Um, the only accurate thing was the neediness to be close to a loved one, so that's why I gave him like any points because he's like a little accurate, but yeah, two out of ten. <laughs> Romance! I also gave it two out of ten because it really wasn't romantic at all. He was just flirting with other women the whole entire time, including your best friend. Um, the only time he turns his attention to you is when he tried to literally rape you. I was very focused on him having daddy issues and I felt like it overtook the romance. It was like all about him, not about them, if you know what I mean. There are some moments where they do try though, like the cooking the food, so that's why I even gave it two points. Then for plot, I gave it a four out of ten. They just kind of tell you the plot rather than letting it happen most of the time. Um, there were some engaging parts. It wasn't like completely boring, like the ensemble cast kind of saved it for me at times, but it just really wasn't well executed. That's why I landed on a four out of ten. Then the love interest character development, I gave a two out of ten because there was no explanation whatsoever as to how he suddenly isn't a womanizer anymore. It was just like piss poor to me like there was really no development like he did change but they didn't develop it so that's why I gave it 2 out of 10. Uh, main character I gave a 5 out of 10 because I feel like she was good 50% of the time like she had some good reactions to him she stood her ground like half of the route but then at the latter half of the route where she blames herself for like the sexual assault like I just felt like that was horrifying so yeah I gave that a 5 out of 10 making my total score for him a 15 out of 50. <clears throat> Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing it to yawn. <laughs> yeah, so I 
did not have any good symptoms really about Tio. I was really bored too in his route because it was just like whatever. I my favorite scene obviously I we said it was the bush thing. I thought that was so funny because he was yeah. like, Goddess, what's up? Like, like where you been? And for that to be your shining moment in your route is crazy <laughs> to me. Um so starting with personality, I gave it a two out of ten. Um I just said that I actually preferred when he was a bit sweet sweet and dizzy. I know it's his tactic to get women to do things for him, so it is manipulative, but it's kind of funny because it's just arrogant just because he's like Oh, what's a singles party? Oh, what's this? Like, you're not dumb. You know what it is. You just like to see the reactions of things and kind of play out cute like, and innocent. Really more of like the Gemini or Libra thing. Like, they're yeah. the signs, the air signs that play airhead, even though they're quite intelligent. Like, yeah. Which, yeah. He, I would say too, now that I think I said earlier, his voice would be like Maroon's. His would be randomly Cosmo from um, Gaku and Babysitters. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, he like it spins out of control, forces himself on her, and is like, Oh my god, I have daddy issues. It's like, okay, but like, what does that have to do with anything? Your personality sucks. For romance, I said it was a 1 out of 10, and I was being very, like, generous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to me, like, there was not really romance. Like, the one scene of them being like, I put so much love into it. I hate that there's a twist in, like, it's just the ingredients in the stew. Okay? Like, yeah. that's crazy. So, for me, it just wasn't romance. It was so, like, all of a sudden her emotions changed. And that yeah. wasn't enough for me because it was like, okay, but why? A lot of times I felt forced closeness, like him yeah. just taking off his shirt and then pushing her to, off the bridge so that he could catch her. And like, she said, my heart thumps. I'm like, Jesus Craig, stand up. Yeah. Um, for the plot, I feel like Hugh told her rather than it was showing. And it was like the entire time Hugh was saying, I'm like, how about we go into the room? Yeah, like, like when he was uh, speaking, I was like, oh my god. Take like, your shirt off. Come on. Um, I think the pacing was just so bad that it like made it weird. Like you go from this like really springy area to then all of a sudden it gets dark. And it's like, not that that can't happen, but you, you want to almost have a sneaking suspicion. Like things are too good so you don't know why things. I mean like something bad happened first and now things are great. And all of a sudden you're anticipating the bad to happen again. Um, and then it's like, Tio feels too much, but I'm like, but why? Like, yeah. if you say like, I want all of your love, I would ask, but why? Like, what have I shown you so much? She doesn't actually show him all that much. No. So, um, yeah. So then for his development, I said a one. Um, he tried to rape her. That's enough for me. Yeah. Not once, but twice. So I just feel like, I don't know. I think that like, it was, it was just not there for me. Any development, there was, he didn't change anything other than he loves her now, but like- But they don't say how. Like, you didn't it's get so your way crazy. and you so almost screwed up the earth. So I'm not really that cool with you. Um, so for the main character, you were four. I just feel like she did stand her ground and all of that, but like, and she definitely knew how to turn him down, but then she was just like, oh, well, but now I'm into him. And then her pick me out, she like, it's my fault that he was acting this way. Like only I can stop him. Like, Okay, no. It was crazy. Like, I feel bad for her because she's like a victim, but at the same time, it's like, she's yeah. like reacting so badly. Yeah, but. I just, I wasn't really with the shit. So he got a fail for me too. Like, he just, he's number six on Yeah, so your total was 11 out of 15, <laughs> even more scathing than my 15. Um, And so that adds up. So what we were doing is we're adding both of our scores so that I can get like a complete overall score. That way, like, if I really loved someone, but like, she finds a lot of, she finds a lot of, problems with them, it balances to something more neutral. Yeah. Um, it, it just so happens though that we pretty much were kind of similar yeah. on all of them, but 26 out of 100, so that's a 26%, which anything lower than a 60 in the American grading scale is an F <laughs> fail, so that is a fail. We are back. It's been like three hours because we had a meeting coming up and then we were getting hungry, so we were like, wait, let's eat, take this meeting, and then come back. So we are back now, but I'm gonna pass it over to Yana because the next guy is one that 
she was going to be doing the breakdown on, so. Yeah, so it's the God of Cancer, Carno, and he's in the second prologue, so he is not one of the gods that had like the mark of sin on him. Um, and he's also the vice minister for um, the wishes, so he works directly under Leon. I do like his dynamic in Leandra where it basically it's like, oh, Leon doesn't fear anybody, but he kind of fears Carno. So, which it doesn't make sense to me, like knowing everything about Carno that I know, like he's not scary at all. <laughs> um, when I like, I was interesting to see because I thought like playing Leon throughout when I first ever played it well before I played Carno, I thought he was going to be some like kind of dynamic character who could like rein in Leon. So like what kind of special character he is? I was sipping let down. So <laughs> that's so funny because we had such different like thoughts about him. Like I thought of him as like a side character and that he was like there'd be nothing to him, which yeah. proved to be like somewhat. Pretty much <laughs> So after you just basically go into the house after they explain that like, hey, there's the Dark King and you have to choose one of the six gods to um, I say this because of the Dreadless God, like <laughs> that to protect you, you choose Carno. And I get why she chooses Carno because she doesn't know anybody else and he seems the nicest. He's the most natural fit, in my opinion, for like who she would naturally pick. Yeah, because I wouldn't choose it. No. Um, so <laughs> scary. Basically, she's kind of thrown into this and she has no idea like what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. And so she's like, okay, like you'll protect me. I'm going to go home. And Ziglavis is like, that's not happening. So no. But Carno at first is like, you know what, like, I'm going to help you and you can stay at home. Like, I'll just protect you all the time. That proves to like not work out pretty quickly and she's has to move back into Carno's room. Um, Carno's like, or back into the house, like right after, because Leon's like, no, literally, that's a bad idea. She has to stay here. Now it's easier if we all can just protect her. So then Car she goes into Carno's room, which I didn't agree that matched him. like. He's yeah, like it seems red. like a random background that they just had and they had like run out of like custom backgrounds from their like funding budget. So yeah. they just pulled like a random hotel background. Like we'll put it on the screen. It looks wild. Yeah. And something that she says, and this is something that's like a consistent inconsistency is that like basically the gods have no form of technology and like they don't know what phones are because they're like, is that a toy? Like what is this mysterious device? And then all of a sudden... Carno has a TV in his room. And so that's like a really minor detail because at least they address it. Cause she asked like, what is this? And he's like, I took things from earth cause I watch earth all the time. He constantly brings it up that he watches humans a lot. Which the thing is, is that they all do in a sense. Cause I get like only the strong wishes come through to the pond, but it's like not a single one had anything to do with technology. <laughs> like, I know. Ever. Just... <laughs> so anyway, Carno like, is trying to like relax her cause she's obviously freaked out. And then, but she's trying not to show it. So she's like, you know, like, it's okay. Like you guys are like, I'm putting you guys out, blah, 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 blah. And he says, you know, you've always been considerate like that. And that raised a red flag immediately for me. I was like, what? That's so sus of him. Like, why would you say that? Like, why would you choose those words? Another thing I want to point out too, that like, I thought was a little weird was that MC like, immediately with Karno was like, he's like such a godly god. Like he's just giving me god energy. And I didn't feel that. Like there was nothing to lead to that. Cause she says that like immediately, like my heart pounds when he like looks at me like that. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah, it's like that in conjunction with like what you just said about him. It made me feel like they had some kind of like connection that wasn't being brought to the surface yet. Yeah. And so then she calms down and she's like, I'm gonna go to like, he's like, you can go to sleep. And she's like, freaks out about like the sleeping arrangements. Which this is another thing that I always comes out. They constantly like, gods don't need to eat or sleep. 
I'm saying, other than I guess your guys' purposeful for, you know, doing the dirty, why do you all have beds? Yeah. Like, just to, like, lounge on and relax. We all know that Ziglavis never brings a woman. I'm, like... <sighs> he is, like, you know in Sims how you can go on the bed and, like, read a book? Like, that's, that's the action he like. does. <laughs> Which is so crazy, because here's the thing. They do this in Kiss by the Baddest Vader, too, where, like, Soryu says he hates women, but then they're, like, he's, like, a sex god, and they're, like... That makes no, no sense. sense. Either you're a virgin or you're not. Like, That's like how the alpha males are though in like this freaking day and age. Like they're like, women suck, but we're gonna dedicate our whole lives to sleeping with them. Like, you're like, okay, that makes Maybe no just sense. like stick with men. Yeah, I got the same technical vibes from Scorpio, not to like super derive, that's just how boring Carno is. Yeah. Scorpio makes it seem like he hates everybody. So it's like, are you a virgin or no? I'm confused. <laughs> Dude, Scorpio and the king. <laughs> They got something. I, they got something going daddy, on. Daddy, daddy, watch me to the girl. Oh, peace. Um, so anyway, Carno's like, don't worry, like, you can take the bed. And she's like, oh my gosh, no, like, I won't take the bed. Like, I'll just sleep on like the couch. It's totally okay. You can sleep on the bed. And then he makes another weird comment. It's like, you've always been really selfless. And she's like, I don't even know why he's saying that. But the better sentence for him to say is like, I actually don't need to sleep, so it's fine. Cause he doesn't say that at first. He's just like, you don't have to worry, like I'm good. And then he says he'll stay by her so that she like calms down and goes to sleep. And like she does. And then she's like, okay, so like. Yana did handwritten notes. She yeah. is a classy, classic <laughs> lady. I just want to say part of my notes says, she comes to the reality that they're, oh, because at first she's not thinking about it as, as a man and a woman sharing a room. She's just like, I don't want to put him out. Then all of a sudden she's like, a man, I'm, I'm going to share a room with a man. And like, you're at least in your 20s. Like you've never slept in the same room as a man. I wish, not to like so derail again, but I just wish that they gave the MC lore. Like has she dated anyone before? Like, is she looking for love? Like they don't really talk about anything about the MC and her family past friends. Like really anything other than Hiori, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think, it's important to give them see a a real past making them other than in certain instances like if she's fresh into college and maybe she hasn't like a good example of the manga happy marriage they the girl was 22 and she had like been in love before with guys it just never worked out and she never crossed that line but it wasn't this like ooh ah naivety it was that she made like she would get to the almost to the limit, and then they cheat, like the guy cheated on her, lied to her, so she's like, "Oh, we're not gonna cross that limit." Yeah. But it was a realistic pass versus like sometimes we'll just like, "What if we make them innocent, dainty people who never date?" Like that's not real. She's thirty. Yeah, and I know they do it to like make it so it's easier to self-insert, but it's like you show her on the screen, yeah, looking like eyeless sometimes, even though she has eyes Any in the prologue, like. So then it's like they, she calms down and he's like, I don't need to sleep. So it's all good to go. Well, then she pulls out she, like on her keys, a key charm of like the star. And she's like, she can't remember where she got it. But she's like, I'm pretty sure my parents either got it for me or like one time when I was at the planetarium when I was younger, I just don't remember. Then Karna looks all concerned. Like, where did you get that? And she's like, and this was what kills me because of what happens later. Cause it's like, you know, where she got it. It's at this point, have we learned his power yet? Oh yeah, so she's, he's like, he says, I don't have a useful power. And she's like, what do you mean? And he says, my power is to enhance things. Like he makes cookies and then he makes the cookies sweeter, which that's actually subjective. I just want to say that. Yeah, it's like, how do you know like that I like sweet things? Like, how do I know it's sweeter? Like if I, if you think something's sweet, I don't necessarily know I think it's sweet, you know? Yeah, another thing that kind of annoyed me was like, he just like enhanced her beauty. And I was like, so are you trying to say I'm ugly? <laughs> 
sometimes uglies are hotties. <laughs> sometimes hotties are ugly on the inside. And sometimes uglies are super hotties on the inside. And sometimes hotties are super hottie on all sides. I don't know why I'm pointing here. Because <laughs> you're a hottie. That's right. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to say it. Good way where he's like you're even more beautiful than you were before. It, I, it came across to me as like him like over explaining to be like yeah. I'm telling you you were beautiful before. Yeah. It's like because to me you already fucked up. Because to me you automatically just called me ugly. Like I just enhanced your beauty. Yeah. I would walk out. <laughs> like just tell me I'm courageous for walking around like this. So um anyway so. Oh, Carno says like tomorrow you can go pack your stuff at your apartment and then you'll move everything into this place. So she does and as like she's done, Vega comes in. I love Vega. This is like the what like Vega's actually low-key funny because she just says things but without like thought process. And for whatever reason, the MC assumes their age. Cause she says, a cute little 10-year-old, like, how do you know? She's not 10. I just want to make that clear. She's absolutely not 10. <laughs> I hate the flash because she never says it in any other rounds. Like a girl the age of 10, like what? She says it and it's she says it in cues too, that they're both all tear and her are 10. It's like nobody said that. <laughs> they're not 10. They're hundreds of years old. Like yeah. centuries older than you. So stop. Um, and so she was like, oh, is it Vega from like the stars or whatever? So Vega's like, I'll take you to Lord to Lord Carno. I actually really like that they call them lords. Yeah, that lady. is cute. Like she got me there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I'm lady Kayla and Lord <laughs> Carno. Like, that's right. <laughs> so... Which I will say again, sorry, it's a hyper, but like that was made so that voltage of the Starcross myth was more in like royalty ran versus gods because where's the angels? Where are the like subgroups of everything that's in the heavens? Like the I deities, wish all that. so hard that they had gone all in on it being like gods, heavens, mythology, angels, people dying and becoming angels. Yeah, like, but they they again. very much ignore all of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Vega goes and she's like, you, what did you bring in this suitcase? You're so heavy, I can't do it. Oh, I think she was like dying. <laughs> she like falls out on the thing. Again, if she's a 10 year old girl, why would y'all send her by herself? Also, why did you make her carry your suitcase? Are you not an able-bodied woman? Also, for this mythical magical door that connects all the time, why did you fly her across? Logical thing that they do that you know someone was like I have to beef up the workout and he does what she uses the door every other time so why she didn't use it this time to simply carry her stuff over is so bad and insane our running theory is that they have like a very very minimalistic doc of like who's who and what's what and that a different person wrote every single route because mm -hmm. none of them like align right to me and like the whole thing is every time the MC can, she talks about how nice Carno is, how nice it is. So this scene is set up that she, when Vega's struggling, she's like, Lord Carno, can you help me? And he does it because he's so chivalrous. But yes, again, if, anyone really if he's really chivalrous, he would have had a door and let you just walk <laughs> through it. It's not like Vega and, and can't do it because she's talked about it. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's weird. <laughs> They definitely try to drive home that he's like this sweet, like caring, like nurturing homemaker type guy. Yeah, because Vega goes in on about how strong Carno is. And it's like, nobody asked. <laughs> I have to bring it up later, but like, 
There's something else that he does that I'm just like, bro, you're fucking late as hell. Like I've been down here for how long? And then, um, yeah, so then this is when he like, he's like basically he can enhance things. And he says that he feels his powers aren't useful, which I agree. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're right, sweetie. <laughs> so but does like, he know he has that other power? Does he know? I Here's the thing, this is where I made the commentary about this. They have the ability to snap their fingers and do pretty much anything else. So yeah. their powers are obsolete in a sense. They're unique in a sense, like, you know what Hughes is, or like, again, I'll use the punishments because we we'll talk about them later. Ziggs is a shadow, and like Scorpius is to read your mind. Those are cool powers. Those are cool, but those are unique because it's not like you can snap your fingers and read someone's mind. So that makes sense. But right, whereas you can, any of the gods could snap their fingers and make a cake taste sweeter. Yeah, like any. all in, or like the pleasure thing that, you know, other gods might have. Yeah. <laughs> those are things that like already are a thing that you can snap. And so it's like, if you have the ability to fight bad guys and do anything else, like your unique ability isn't that great, but fine. Tio's being stopping time, it doesn't make sense for him, but that is a pretty cool ability. That is a pretty, like, that's a, like, I'm not gonna, like, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna hate on there. that, you know? You know, you're not that bitch, I'm gonna give you, though, you know? He ate that one little thing. <laughs> um, and then, for whatever reason, it turns into a compliment battle. Like, you're so great, you know, like, you're great. And it is, like, cringiest, oh my gosh, the winter retreat when they're, like, just boring everybody to tears. That's, like, what this is. Except for not as well written. Yeah. good question of like how do the god each of the gods assimilate in human culture and he says like he's very invested in doing it like when you think of it like Ichithus and technically Tio are more invested in being like about humans than like Leon and Hugh and Scorpio yeah because they kind of care so like um in a special that I read Tio wears Cosmo all the time so he's like I want to learn about a beach and I want to go and do this stuff whereas like you look at Leon, who's not interested at all, so he's like, why would I care about that stuff? Yeah, the other gods, a lot of the times, like, it's MC who sparks their interest in it. Like, yeah. I, for example, or I go, I was gonna call him I, yeah. but I go, for example, like, he does also get really interested into it, but only because of MC, like. Yeah, they do call him I, and I always, I always automatically go, I, 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 I can't. <laughs> um, I think of it as, like, because I means love in Japanese, so it's just such a cute little name. Yeah. And so then Carno says that he has an especially soft spot for humans, and which is like a seed planted for later. Yeah. And then she was saying that like, um, she jokes saying that gods are so great and amazing. And for no reason, he's like, I would trade set places with you in like a second. And I'm like, way to kill the vibe. Like, he has a weird way of killing the vibe in like almost every scene. Like he's just very like flat toned and like, I don't know. Yeah, it was just so uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Like, why would you want to be one over the other? Like 
it's fine. Especially because they talk about how they were once at one. Yeah. So, like, why do you care? So then, like, uh, for no reason again, she freaks out about the sleep grenades once again. She's like, oh no, like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. And it's like, we already went over this. You knew what it was. Like, don't act dumb. But fine. Yeah. Like, that's fine. And then I said, I literally said, like, girly, let's stop. <laughs> He does make a joke about sleeping next to her, but he, she, he's like, I, I promise I'll, I'll just stay next to you because I don't need to sleep. Which, to my own thing, is like, if he's on nerve, like, when do they, like, run out of energy? You're not running, like, you can't possibly be, like, all the time good. Yeah, it's like, that happens in Hughes, too, and it's like, he just kind of takes a cold bath and, like, just rests. Like, and, like, he doesn't sleep, but he just, like, rests on the bed, and, like, that's how he recovers. Yeah. I guess, but yeah, I feel like with Carno too, like having, knowing his like interest in like humanity and stuff and like having him just sit there, I feel like he's just gonna be watching you the whole time. Like, yeah. And it's just a little, little creep. Yeah, so he takes her to work the next day and that's when he already catches them. And she's like, oh my God, like what's, like, what's good? Like we need to talk about this. And um, when they're out at the cafe or something, Hiori's like, is that your boyfriend? And she's like- in every single she, route. Like sputters about the shit. She's like, oh, boyfriend. <laughs> the fact that she's so adamant to deny it is even dumber. Cause it's like, do you want them to find out who they are or what? Like, I know she always is so like, oh my God, they're not my boyfriend. They're not my boyfriend. It's like, it's so much easier though if they are. Cause they keep picking you up and dropping you off at work. Yeah. <laughs> so before she can like get to anything, her and Hiori get attacked by like the dark evil or something. And she's like, oh, Cardo, save me. And it's like, woof, chapter ends. And it's like, okay, like we all know he's going to show up. I would be kind of dead if he didn't. Cause it would be like your whole nice, I don't know, it would be funny. So he like basically saves her and then like the evil guy goes away for now. The whole thing that the oh, king shit, says- Oh shit, I thought that was on the, on that trip they do, like that double date. They come back multiple times. Oh, that's right, that's right. So like the whole thing is the king says that if you, like if on site, if you see them, like you have to kill him and then he doesn't. They never do. Um. Oh, it's because she was, she, sorry, I totally missed this part. While she's working, he says, I put a ward of protection over the planetary, yes. don't leave. And she does it anyway after work to talk about it. I remember that. And this is how he already finds out about him, really. So Carno's like scolding her, and I'm sorry, like she deserved it. Like I literally asked you not to do something and you're doing it anyway, you kind of earned this ass open. And Hiori's like, oh, like the fact that Hiori hears none of the shit that this guy's saying. She's like, oh, who's that cutie? Like, <laughs> have you heard that sound where it's like, oh, you're coming all with me. That's like how I see <laughs> No, I haven't. You should send that to me. Um, so then basically she's like, they're, are you guys dating? And Carno is the one that speaks first and is like, yeah, we're dating. Yeah, he's the first one that's like with it. We're like, with it. That's it. And then um, the MC like freaks out. He's like, and Hiori does not look at her friend. She's like, does this skip a beat? She's like, are you from like Europe? He's like, I am. I'm English. And it's like, okay, that's <laughs> so far into that. Like, I would just say like, yeah, I'm European. And so then like, they oh because he's holding on to her because she was like trembling. Like Hiori's like, okay, see you later. She like then realizes like we're still touching each other and like leaps out of his arm. It's like, like again. You're an adult. Yeah, like simmer down. And then um, she kind of like, why would you say that? Like, we don't, I need to clear it up with her tomorrow that like, we're not together. And he's like, no, you need to tell her that we're together. It's actually really more believable because if I'm around often, it makes less sense. Or it'll make more sense because then she's not going to be like, oh my God, like, why is that freak around all the time? Yeah. Plus like if they go grant wishes and stuff, it's like he blends in. 
And throughout this whole thing, she keeps reminding herself internally, like, I don't belong with somebody as wonderful as Cardo. Cardo is so great and amazing. I don't deserve to be with him. And it's so confusing to me because up to this point, he hasn't done anything like that the other gods haven't necessarily, but she never feels that way about anyone else. Yeah, like, it's kind of weird that she keeps saying it like this because it's like, what has he done that's so spectacular that you don't deserve to be with somebody like that? you wouldn't know because that's like that's making it seem like you're just a piece like you're a pos like you know what i mean like yeah. you're just not that great and i'm simply never gonna put myself down like that you know yeah. I mean? like reason <laughs> equals are on better um so then like as time goes on carnival's like what if i like while i'm out down here up in town like they're holding hands and stuff to like sh be more believable when they're dating around a group of strangers um he decides to start granting some wishes and like this is, Carlos repeats the same thing, like, only the strongest wishes, like yours, come up to us because, for whatever reason, but then, like, I never get to grant, like, small wishes, which, then I go back to saying, like, Vega gives him, like, a list of all these wishes, so I simply don't think that's true. He, she's saying, like, gods do such spectacular work by granting wishes. I agree with her on this when, or I agree with Carlos on this when he's like, we're not that great. I would have to agree because it's, like, you just said it yourself, you don't grant everybody's wishes. It's just like, if you're around. Yeah, like when they grant them, it's not as though they like, they don't show like a whole process to them granting it. It's just like, done. yeah, like it's very quick. And so like the day like continues on, they like bump shoulders and they blush like they're, Carlos even worse for that. Like you're about 700 years old, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and then like they're going on, she's like, today was like such a great day. Like, oh my gosh. And then uh, they're walking through the alleyway to go back to the house. And this again doesn't make sense because they always talk about the door, but then they walk all the way back to the house. Yeah. Which means it's very conveniently close to Tokyo. Like, there's no way. <laughs> it has to be close because <laughs> people just walk up to it all the time. And so, so anyway, as they're happening, there's this ambulance that comes rushing by them. And then as they come out, the um, there's a guy on the stretcher and his son is like crying, like, save my dad, save my dad. And the MC like... Um, clings on to Carno and she's like, Carno, you have to do something, like save him. But Carno basically looks like kind of downtrodden and is like, like that's it, I can't do anything. She's like, he's making a wish, like you have to grant it. And it's like, do you know the rules and regulations of the heavens? No. <laughs> so like, he does it and the guy dies. And Carno basically says like, that was kind of it. Like I don't do anything. Like I'm, um, I can't interfere with life or death. And they make it seem a lot bigger or that that's like such a thing, but that's not how it works. So he doesn't do anything and the guy obviously dies because he was already set to die. And what's weird too though to me is like, how far does that extend? Because it's like, you could have like, to at least just like appease MC, just made it so that the um, ambulance got to the hospital instantly or just something like, but like, even though he still was destined to die. Cause like, for example, in Lose Route, he does give somebody like CPR at one point. So it was like, is that not interfering? Like it's confusing. Right, and like when the dark people are coming after me to kill me, is not mean I'm set to die? Yeah, and you are intervening. You're intervening in that. with my life plans. Like, but I guess that's fine since direct orders from the game. Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> pick and choose your struggles. So he like, she, the, I think this is the issue is that they didn't have enough expressions for the sprites that, Karna looks sad to me, but to her, she's like, he looks so cold and distant. And I was like, he seems like he's depressed. So then they leave, because he's like, we need to go. Like, that's it, kind of thing. And then she comes, the, that ends the chapter, and so they move into it, and she's saying that she's like still very bothered by like his expressionless like face, and like, how could he not care about somebody dying? 
Yeah. And like I get it when you are in the moment of seeing somebody die, it is like really heavy on you because you're like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. But like you don't think about when people die anywhere else. Like you're not that concerned. Yeah. Not in a bad way. You just don't think about it. Like people do, you know, pass away every single day. It doesn't affect me emotionally because I don't know those people. Yeah. So like that's how I took it. Like kind of don't know those people. Like somebody does it, but like. That is not, he sees people die a lot, so. And also just the likelihood that you would be that close to somebody who is like about to die, like just, you happen to be walking down the street and then all of a sudden it's like right in your face where you can hear the kid yeah. and everything. It's like so unlikely to me. Like, I feel like you do see ambulance situations all the time, but you can't really tell what's going on and you just walk past. Yeah. And then she gets like really upset about like, how could you not care? Like, you don't even know them. Cause she never brings up the dad in the ambulance and the little boy, like pretty much ever again. Yeah, like she forgets <laughs> about it after so this little plot beat. You don't care. So anyway, that goes on and then she's like, I, they don't talk about it for days. And then she's back to work and he is like, oh my God, like your boyfriend seems so amazing. Like you have such a great relationship. Seen them once. Yeah. Like, so there's like a trip coming up that Hiori wants to go on with her boyfriend. And Hiori's like, I'm really nervous to go out with my boyfriend alone trip overnight because i'm 16. <laughs> i don't know she's like it's cute so then um she's like what if you and carno join us and the mc's like absolutely not i don't <laughs> think that it's gonna happen and then he was like no you have to go with me like it'll be so great carno immediately agrees like yeah we should go and it's like okay yeah the thing about carno that's many a danger <laughs> I know the thing about Carno is like he's like down for her like to yeah. do anything and it's like it's a weird point where it felt like a little like manipulative to me like he was just like always like in control of like what happens with them romantically yeah like he's always saying yes and again she's always blushing and stuff and so Carno is set up to look like very nice and never does anything wrong but it's like it's boring in a sense but it's also like I like the conflict and they rarely have any. Yeah. Which makes it harder when later they do because neither know what would know how to resolve it because they never fought before. Yeah, and they don't really. It's just like this weird, like they're awkward when they fight. Yeah, I would be, you know what I mean? You would think too, because again, she has a target on her back that she needs to ask permission and Karma's like, nah, we're good. And the only reason I can excuse it is because of how highly ranked he is that who's he, like other than Leon, who's he gonna ask? Yeah, which makes no sense to us that he's that highly ranked no. because he doesn't have any specific special powers. Like he's not particularly that good at his job. Like he actually is, as we'll find out later, is not really even following some of the rules. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Oh, the other thing that all the gods keep saying is that like, she can't be out alone, but if they're in heavily populated areas, like it's fine. Like the bad guys won't come and attack them. Yeah, no, even like, though in other routes they attack in public areas. Where do you, where is the proof? Like, yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't know. That. He's the evil king. <laughs> like he's not gonna play well, by your rules. He wants his powers back. I don't think he really cares. <laughs> like he's not all into human life. So anyway, like he's like, I'll protect you, like no matter what. And like Lou's like, um, you don't have to do this just because it's your job. Like you don't have to give it to her every win just because it's your job. Yeah. This is the only time I see him be mean. Like. Dude, this is just a job. Like you're doing you're taking the most. it too far. Like yeah. that because I was starting to feel like that too. It's like he's like way more into it than any of the other gods are. It's usually like they come around from being around MC, but he's like off the rip into it. Yeah, because then he gives us like impassioned speech about how like he's dedicated to protecting her, and like if he can't protect her while she's out and living her life, and he can't has like no right to call himself a god, basically. It's crazy. And Leon's like. 
right. <laughs> it is giving cancer, though, you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. And then um, he brings up the keychain thing again. And like, okay. And he's like, that seems weird that you have that. And she's like, do you think so? I'm like, that's what I'm about. <laughs> no additional questions, like nothing like that. She does like start to think again though. Like, it is kind of weird that I can't remember how I got it. Like, it's always been important to me, but I just don't really remember how I got yeah, it. Yeah, she says that. She's like, maybe it's because I was too little. So then the chapter basically ends. And then they're like on their way to Kyoto. So they take, I think, a bullet train, which like- They do, yeah. yeah. And the freaking Hiori boyfriend sprite is the same sprite that of this guy that he date Hiori dates in another route, and he's a complete jerk and like says he's only with her to get in her pants. Yeah. And like, could you maybe just don't put a sprite on the screen for him? And then when they get there, they just keep being compliment after compliment on how great a couple and how beautiful and perfect they are together. Which like, I are. personally think that he looks so doofy. Like <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't like Carno's like look. <laughs> and it just them saying that and like the other guys like yeah for sure they look super handsome but like carno i'm like nah and then like she says that she's thinking that she's getting too like attached to it because she's like i would love to be like really with carno and she's like oh my god do i have a crush do you have a crush do you that's insane and then like they basically split away from hiori and the boyfriend and they're just going on like basically tourism things and i'll say this Carno has a lot of like romantic date things that they do, like even with the wishes yeah. thing. And they're like going to the Meiji, um, the Tory gates. Go to the Tory they gates. get more scenes, like more backgrounds and like action happening than any others. Yeah, so he like talks about like things like that. And then um, he basically said that she wishes that like Carno felt more for her. Mm -hmm. And like, again, I wouldn't be making wishes because the other ones are there waiting for me to make a wish. Like, can you imagine, like, you're making, like, casual, offhanded wishes and the gods are like, hey, stupid, don't. Yeah, they're supposed to be able to hear that and that's crazy because she does do that, like, mm -hmm. all the time in her head. She's like, I just wish, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they don't comment on it until the times when they do comment on it. It's, like, yeah, inconsistent. Yeah, ignore her, like, <laughs> <laughs> she, she just... Cause like, imagine it's you and I, we wish for really stupid stuff all the time. Every day, <laughs> so, every second. So I can't imagine somebody that like can hear us like so often being like, you would need to stop. You're getting a lot right now. I can't remember which route it is in. It might be Leon's where he's like, your wishes come through really loud for me. So like, stop, like I heard you. Cause she's like screaming she's it in her head. I want this, I want this. And Leon's like, Jesus Christ, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't scream in my own mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I'm trying to do it right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, is it working? <laughs> it only comes out in sounds. Um, no, it's always the same like tone. So then. <laughs> Sorry guys, can you guys do that? I, so like, she's like, I wish Connor felt more for me when they go to like, to, to pray at the shrine. And I'm like, it's like been maybe four days. Like, that's not. Also, it's like, who's to say he doesn't feel more for you? Cause you, he's doing a lot. You never ask. Yeah, like, you don't know. So then he's like, what if we pull our own fortunes? Da da da. And like, she gets bad luck, which I'll flip out. With he got like excellent and hers yeah. was like bad. And their fortune was like about how like the relationship isn't going to come in the way that you think it is. And like, that's the fortune. Like, you don't think that the fortune should have been, hey, you might get killed. Like, yeah, it was something like um, chaos, bad luck. And then um, a relationship will be unexpected. Didn't even say bad. Yeah. So then she's like, I'm kind of hungry. And he's like, I guess I can eat too because I can eat whatever I want to. 
So they go to this place and like she gets something kind of sweet. And this is where it comes out his like little niche thing that makes him like so different. Because <laughs> he's like really into spicy stuff. So he like pulls out this like really hot hot sauce and he's like, yeah, like I'm weird. Because <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, do you want to try something? I like, I like Carolina ghost peppers. Like, that, so that whole convo is so insane. Like I get really spicy on Monday nights. Like, Carno. <laughs> I would be like, uh. <laughs> you're so insufferable. I'm different. Yeah, I'm I would different. make a wish. I'd be like, hey, guys, if you can hear me, kill me. <laughs> That's something else that she does. Like, she knows that gods clearly exist, and the way that they write it, like whoever localizes it, like she says Jesus a lot, and I'm like, you know that he doesn't exist because look at them. It's so stupid that he said that. I know it shouldn't matter, but like. It would have been a nice transition for her to believe. Like, she obviously believed in multiple of gods. Yeah. So the fact that she says God or Jesus is funny because it's like, I would say gods as like a funny thing to remember. Yeah. When does she say Jesus again? There's once in Leon's route, a couple times in Ida. Like, in, in what reference? Like, like Jesus Christ, like that? She or like, like Jesus, that was awful. Or like, Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, she does do that. I was yeah. thinking like you meant like she literally referenced like. No. The Messiah. <laughs> like, I, no. I was like, what? I we would talk about that for like two hours. <laughs> so then anyway, she's like, okay, like his little spicy kink, like good for him. They go to the <laughs> hotel and realize again that they're sharing a room. If like you're faking being a couple, why would you get separate rooms? Like imagine I'm lying to you about dating somebody and all of a sudden, first of all, I, I can't even hold back from you when I'm giving you a gift. It took everything in me to hide that I got that present for you. Every day I was like, do you want to know what it is? <laughs> anyway, if I was out of a fake relationship with a guy and I was like, we got two separate rooms, you would be so concerned. Like, what do you mean? Like setting up for the fact that, oh, we're going to pretend to be in a relationship now. That's like when like all the shock and awe should happen. It's like having like for the third time that they're sharing a room together. It's like at this point, this is the gig. Like <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Give us the gig, girl. <laughs> give it the time. Go through your gigs. <laughs> so then she's like, okay, like to get out of this awkward situation, I'm gonna go like take a bath outside, like in that open air bath or something. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, sure. Why put a protection word over all of this when you could just do what you want? I know he's like, it should be fine. And like when she first said that, I thought she was like, oh, she was just going to the bathroom. Like, yeah, that would be fine. But then when she got stepped into the outdoors, I was like, and the minions show up. Of and here's the thing, you know that they're stalking her so bad. They're just waiting for them to like, separate. I was so waiting for that god to get off your ass, bro. I, like, oh, <laughs> I knew he was gonna slip up soon. <laughs> they attack her. And like, okay, um, she can't, oh, they, they show her that they have Hiori. Like, you either come with us or homegirl dies. And I would say two things, like, guarantee me she's not gonna die. Yeah. And then she's like, she can't speak, so she like, in her mind, is like yelling for Carno again. Is that not again messing with life and death? If Hiori was gonna get killed or not? Yeah. yeah. So him saving Hiori, like when Hiori, like when she's wishing for Hiori not to die, it's fine. I can't. That being its thing all the time is kind of dumb. Like, to be fair, like the idea of messing with death, like you don't know, like in Tio's when she almost gets hit by a car. Yeah, he saves he her. her. Which, like, that would have been messing with her death. She would have died. Yeah, like, we need to put a little bit of stronger 
barriers on in fundamentals of what this is. Yeah, like I can't I can stop you from like near death, but like if you're supposed if you're set to die, like it won't work. Death, yeah, in ten days. Then they defied it. So it was like that's its own thing. Like I can't Yeah. And they had to hide her, remember, because they were they were gonna get in trouble when she got caught. Like Yeah. That is totally different. In this you're like well, there's a tree branch, so <laughs> can't save that guy. But your friend, who shouldn't have been wrapped up in this, is like could save her life. Like that's stupid. It's also like I want to know what like the actual consequence is, because like if it's the fact that they can't interfere in life and death, and the fact that they it just simply wouldn't change no matter what they did, that would make more sense. But the fact that they needed to change for plot convenience, so that's not it. So it's like what happens to them. Yeah, so then, like, the chapter ends, and then she's, like, screaming out to Carno. He comes in, like, busts through their barrier, and then she's like, oh, my gosh, thank God, here you go. And then she <laughs> stupidly says, so, again, the whole thing is, if they, if you go, you will then break the seal of the Dark King. You cannot go with the Dark King. She wants to save Yuri, and while in, in theory it is a noble thing to be like, take me instead of my friend, no. <laughs> What? Like, they, they, that's what they want. That's literally what they want. They're not going to spare Hiori ever. I don't know. I watch way too much crime shows. I hang with people say they're like, well, if you just take me instead. You're dumb if you think that they're not going to kill her, but okay. Yeah, it's just going to be now two you know, casualties. You know, like, if I was, if you were the MC and I was Hiori, I was, I'd go ahead and just pray to God you just don't make a stupid choice out loud and say, put me in front of, instead of y'all's place. Like, what? all right, we'll take two. <laughs> You're, uh, you're trying to bargain with people who don't care about your life. Like, that's so insane. <laughs> so Arnold says that. He's like, that's literally not how it works. Like, no. From what you said a minute ago, though, I was just thinking, like, is it just her going with the Dark King to the Underworld that breaks the seal? Because she does that all the time. Like, well, it's whatever. I was like, so what is it they need to do to her to get that? So here's the thing. It should never happen, so who knows? <laughs> I think in Igos, it gets close to what their attempt was going to be. And they never say what it is, though. But um, I don't want to, like, spill it yet. So when, we get to, when I get to Igos, like, they what they say. But they never get close enough. Because here's the other problem. Is in other routes, the seal gets really, really weak. Like, in Luz, his seal gets really weak. So what do you need her ass there for anyway? Yeah. She is rendered useless, in my opinion, in Lou's route. Now that I'm thinking about it out loud again. Yeah, like once, because he, well, we'll you'll see when we get there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to spoil the whole plot, but yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so she's like, Carno gets like kind of pissy with her. Because he's like, that's not how it works, stupid. Like, if you go, the entire earth is screwed. Like, you're not doing some noble thing. And like, this is a good counterpoint to have specifically with the MC. A lot of the time in these routes with Voltage, like for not Starcross, is that like she's some self-sacrificing like great. They keep explaining to you that if you go and do this and he gets unsealed, the entire catastrophe is not just for like the heavens, it's for the earth as well, and everyone will go. Like you sacrificing to save your friend only inevitably puts her in harm's way when the Dark King comes back and kills everybody. Yeah. So like she's so ignorant for that and it, it gives like I'm gonna be I'm gonna self-sacrifice it. Do me so many favors and fuck off. Like, <laughs> I feel like all the other gods are like watching Carno struggling with her and they're like, is that your friend? Is that your friend? <laughs> What's worse is they've explained this on numerous occasions. Not just Carno. Luz explained it, Ziglavis has explained it, Leon's explained it, and Hugh has explained it to her on several occasions. And she's still like, what? <laughs> what if we could what change the, the laws of the universe? With one less leg needs my help. Is that okay? <laughs> She's so, so funny. For that. <laughs> and then he 
So then this happened where basically Carnal's like, I'm going to ex- expel them, which means I have to kill Hiori. And MC like loses it. She's like, do whatever you have to, but don't kill Hiori. <laughs> That's okay. I he does it though, right? He pulls it off. He doesn't expel them. Remember, they get away. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he's like, okay, like, I'll not kill her. And then he lets him escape. His, like, one rule was that, like, if they appear to kill him. And even the other gods get really pissed off. And they're like, I'm sorry, like, one human life ain't shit. Like, that's fine. And I don't say I agree, but I kind of get what they're trying to say. Like, I would get it, and but the fact is that nobody else does it either. Like, they come up all the time, and, like, they always get away. They always do. But, like... I can see, like, at least there's not usually an additional party. Like, they let the bad guys get away and save of saving her. Like, if I kill the bad guys and her, then that, like, the the, chap, the whole story ends. Like, that's kind of how it is. Right. If she's in the way. So, like, um, a good, like, a good phrase I always think of, like, for the justices and, like, it's better that 10 guilty, guilty men leave than, like, one innocent person get, like, whatever. So, it's, like, an opposite, like... I, if it's one person has to die so that the rest of the world is fine, then we have to take those. My thing is though, like, would they really have even died though? Like, because every single time, like, for example, with Luz, like, he went as hard as possible, like, in early chapter, like, to try and get them, and then it just, he, they just got away, and like, that was just it. Like, nobody was mad at him. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Because it was the Dark King that protected them after the fact. Yeah. He was in the way. I think. I think that they don't know what they're doing. It was just the Dark King, Crow, and Serve, and he was fighting all three of them, and he got close, but then Crow, was, or not Crow, the Dark King was just like, oh, well, um, we're going to just recoup this later. And they yeah, left. I was going to say, they unleash a lot of power, but nothing is getting destroyed. Yeah, nothing. I've seen enough Avengers movies to know that that's not real. Well, yeah, like, come on. They destroy New York City constantly. There but... should be stuff on the news, but anyways. <laughs> anyway, then, like, the guys get away, and, like, her and Connor, like, embrace each other, like, Oh my god, that was such a scary event. Like, I can't believe that happened. It makes me think of the, like this, oh my god, I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> <That's scary. laughs> Literally. Um, so then he was like, why are you just like so self-sacrificing? I would be more mad at her, honestly. Like, that would be a great point of conflict. Like, you think that you're being self-sacrificing, but that was super selfish. You were yeah. willing to sacrifice yourself to save your friend who would have inevitably So that died. you could be happy with yourself. Like, so you could feel better about yourself. So in the end, it is selfishness. Yeah. And you would think this is, like, this long scene, by the way we're describing it, but this all happens, like, really fast. Like, it's a yeah. short scene. Yeah, <laughs> and then she was like, I feel like it's annoying, but, like, he doesn't say that. He's like, it's just, like, really reckless. But it's like, I would have gone off and been mad at you. Like, you just did this, and you think that you're being, you're kind of a douche for that. I think so. Yeah. It was worth it. Douche then, canoe. She feels like, she does feel bad. She's like, I did just disobey his rules. Like, dang, what should I do? It's like, nothing, but like, don't do that. They both basically like, oh, right. Cause she's in the bath. She was butt naked this whole time. Oh yeah. I totally <laughs> forget that that's the whole thing. I will say give credit to like the two bad guys. They, none of them comment on it. They're not even concerned. They're like, good, good for you, girl. I'm here to steal you. Your body will be useless to me anyway, so who cares? I know. I, I wouldn't think. I, would. I wish they would have almost had them comment on it because they're supposed to be the bad guys, right? Like I think it would have been funny, but like I, it is funny on the opposite end because their only goal was like, I'm here to get her so that I can do this one thing. Her being naked has no bearings on me because I'm only here for, you know what I mean? Like, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Yeah, and like they're truly just there to like serve their little plot purpose. Like the villains really get no character building. Yeah, so then she's concerned like what happened when you he already wakes up and she doesn't remember this. How am I gonna possibly explain this to her like that this happened? So Carno then says like, 
I'll just erase her memory. And that's it. Yeah. And so like, at first the MC is like, good looks. Like, you're right, because what else can you do? But then she's uh, like, as they're like laying down, she gets curious, like she's thinking about it. And she's like, you know, that's crazy. Like, if your memory's erased, you actually have no idea that it was erased because you have no memory of it. So like, I wonder if I've ever had my memories erased. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So crazy. <laughs> and then um, he's like, would like that bother you? Like, and she's like, no, but it would make you think like, if your memories are altered or something, like what memories are real? Because yeah. he not only erases them, he alt- like he adds memories that don't exist. Yeah. And then he really starts swaying. He's like, I have a story to tell you. <laughs> She's like, okay. So he tells a story about a little girl that he knew. Like he would go and walk, like see her around in the reflecting pool when he was on Earth. And like basically he says, like, oh, like she never wishes for herself. She's so selfless. And like, and she would always thank him after yeah. and be like, thank you, Mr. Star. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Star. And like basically only make wishes for others. And then like she he she met a really nice woman who helped her love like um, the stars or something. And they met and then the woman went like died and the little girl got sick because nobody told her the truth that the woman died. So she got sick and felt like it was her fault because her wish didn't go through to the gods. Like she would pray that the just healed her friend and then And he also he says that he is granting this girl's wishes, right? He tells yeah. her and he tells her that the first time he ever she ever wished for herself was to learn more about the stars and so he actually manipulated it so that she would even meet this person yeah so then he feels bad that the little girl's sick because it was his fault that they met and so then he um erases her memory and changes them so that she doesn't remember any of that and she gets better and like and now she's doing great and like making her own way in the world yeah and he's like um, that she was like so pure and innocent and I was like yeah we get it and then he's like I watched over her as, like oh he says the line so he's like I really cherished her like I watched over her as though she was my own child yeah Ooh. <laughs> that's so crazy so then like they then lay there together and she's like wow and they hold hands and then like the chapter ends it's weird because like so they say this whole thing and she doesn't think about it at all because he would have had to so warp her memory that she doesn't remember anything else. Like, she doesn't remember meeting the woman and none of it. So, like, Making all those wishes, because he gives specific wishes too. Yeah. Like, I would say as a child though, if you asked me anything from the age of even five, I'd been like, what? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah so that, she, I could see how she wouldn't remember verbatim. Like, like wishing for a sunny day and yeah, stuff like, like that. In Dream Days in West Tokyo, when they're like, I remember shit when I was six, I'm like, Okay, that's all <laughs> real because <laughs> in case you don't know it obviously is her like it's but she doesn't know that yeah like it's, it's her yeah um so then like she the they move on to the next chapter and basically she's like yeah me and Karna have gotten closer and i'm like have you because <laughs> you hang out all the time and like she's basically like she comes to the place again because she's like i brought some stuff and like leon's like everything good like what's good with y'all like i don't i'm concerned because you two are like very making ghouly eyes at each other yeah you're getting too close and you know about the rules yeah and like um because i think carnal had to do one thing and carnal's like don't try to touch her like at all and leon's like that's not right i don't like that like that's not good oh also as carnal talks about the memories of the little girl leon happens to be there so this is a good point i wanted to break into (laughs) Carno knows who she's been since she's a little girl. So the fact that Carno knows her and has now seen her through adulthood 
It's weird that he never points out that she's the reincarnated goddess or uses this later for his friend's help to re get rid of those marks of sin because he clearly knew <coughs> her. And Leon was around when she was little. So they go and make this a point to say that they could tell she was the reincarnated goddess pretty much instantly. Yeah, and they say the star pattern in her eyes is unique. And even whenever she goes to the heavens, like people that walk by her immediately know who she was. So it's weird that they were literally down on earth. They show them down on earth in the hospital room, looking at her in the eyes and no one's like, oh, it's the reincarnated goddess of fate. Nothing. It's such an inconsistency. Yeah. And when they get cast out of the heavens, it's like they know where she's at. And like, you would think Karna would be like, it's her? Oh, let me tell you something. And also you would think that Karno would have gotten cast out of the heavens for the way he's acting here. Cause he's like doing way too much. He, yeah. You're not even supposed to like grant insignificant wishes in the first place. And the wishes that it started off with were insignificant. So how he even saw those in the first place, I guess he went down to earth. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways. And so then she brings, she's like, oh, but guess what guys, I have spicy chocolate. And like, it's a funny scene. Cause everybody's like, oh my God, this is so devilish and awful. And Karno's like leaves and then, um, Again, this is like, I get to spend like extra time with the goddess and like Karno gets jealous and is like, if you lay a single finger on her, it's a wrap. <laughs> and it was like very awkwardly placed because you're like, what? So anyway, she like dangles her keychain again and Leon recognizes the keychain. So this is an inconsistency to his own story and even the past of whatever it was, because that means that Karno or that Leon remembers, but I would say that he doesn't remember that it's her specifically. Yeah, and just, also she yeah. never mentions mentions having a keychain in any other route. She just so. is like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so she Leon's like shook and he's like, where did you get that keychain? I would also say I'm so surprised that they just have all of these freaking memories of all these people. Because I wouldn't. I know, because I mean? it's been like hundreds of years. I don't remember half the people we went to high school with. Like, they must know. have like god tier brains. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know. <laughs> uh, look how long it took us to get through this story. I know, how long are we on Garno now? Almost an hour. <laughs> uh, so then he's like, Leon basically gives her a cryptic message and is like, if you don't know how, like, that's good. And she's like, okay, weirdo. And so then Karno's like, why don't you join like me on a job? And it's like, basically, um, oh no, Karno says he has to be with her all the time now. So he's like, I'm gonna work for the planetarium so that I'm always guarding you 24 seven so they yeah. can try it. She's like, okay. And Which I, was, I found that to be a little interesting twist. And he, I'm assuming he manipulated and used his powers to get the job there. So yeah. whatever. They Jimmy hammer this random scene in that is so annoying. So the customer comes in and is like, I'm gonna return this pen. It's like adamant about returning this janky ass pen. And the MC handles it and he's like, you're so level at it. <laughs> what? And so he's like, I've had like, he said that he's gone to the planetarium since for the um, customers gone to the planetarium since forever. And the MC basically says the same. And she's like, yeah, like there's like a gap in my memory. So I don't know what made me come here. And so then he was like, okay, like, can you go get more pens in the back? And then they're like, she's like, well, I'm mad. I want to clean the warehouse. Like I simply would have said that, but yeah, <laughs> good for you. And like, um, oh, he already keeps making like little cracks about them being a couple at work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, and she gets so nervous about it. Like, oh my God, like we do look like a couple. That's because you tell everybody that you're a couple. So yeah, yes. you've literally been on a couple's trip, like stop. <laughs> so as they're cleaning out the storage, some photos appear and that woman in that, that was in the memories that have been altered pop up in the photo. And she's getting like a huge sense of deja vu. Cause she's like, how do I feel like I know this person, but I don't know how. Yeah, she's like, I've been coming to this planetarium since I was the age that this picture was taken. 
and I see lots of familiar faces here and I recognize coming to this planetarium around this time but I don't remember this lady who's clearly running the planetarium at yeah. all and the director comes in and is like hey like helping and then he's like oh my god that photo brings back memories and the director's about to snitch and say like I remember you and Carno you would think he would have said that during the interview but sure I, the Carno's like, oh, what if I toss this box and like distract them so that we can get back to cleaning? He keeps happens. dropping stuff and like just interrupting any time that MC tries to like learn more about her time there as a kid. Yeah, so then the keychain that she has that's so near and dear fall like the box of them falls out and she's like, oh God, I got them from here. Yeah, like, but I don't remember how, like what's going on. And then the chapter ends. And then, like, Carno's acting weird. Like, oh, sus as hell. Like, so weird. Won't look her in the eye. Avoiding her. Like, doesn't say anything. He's like, dude, what's up? And, like, the director is, like, giving all that information. Carno's like, what if we just get back to cleaning? Like, what's good? And then she, like, notes that, like, he's still acting off even after the, the director leaves. And he's she's like, I don't understand what's, like, good going on with you, but, like, knock it off. Yeah. And then, oh, as she's bringing it up more, he basically is now, like, I can't see you anymore. Like, I don't want to see your face. Yeah. And it, <laughs> she's like, why? Give me a reason. Like, just a chapter ago, you said we need to be together at all times. And you even got a job here because of that. And then he, like, good, looks at her and he's like, what if I did something bad? And she's like, like? <laughs> and then he's like, um, that he, he killed some. Like, he says that. So he says, like, like kill, kill someone, someone you love. That you loved. Um, and then she, he's like, and I erased the memories, like, and dips. Like, what if I did that? What if I killed someone you loved and erased your memory? About it. And then he dips. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, doesn't talk to her. So the next day, she thinks that he's going to come to get her. And he doesn't. And it's Lou. And Lou's like, hey, little lady. Um, <laughs> basically, lady. we are all going to take turns watching you now. Because Connor requested to step down as your guard. And she's like shook about this. Like chapter eight was like nothing, like very little plot of things. It was just that. So they move into the next chapter and like nobody knows what's going on. She asks everybody and they're like, dude, I don't know. Because he didn't talk, he won't talk to us. He won't come out of his room. He won't see us. Like we don't know. Did she talk to Leon? Not yet. So okay. then she's like, um, she, they ask her if anything happened. And she's like, no, dude, we were good. Like, like he started acting weird. That's like, what happened. I don't like, know what happened. So then she starts blaming herself. Like, what did I do? I, I guess like I just pushed too much. And it's like. On what subject? Like, so then, uh, but the gods themselves were like, nah, dude, he is just weird. So like, you couldn't have done anything so bad that he would step down. Like, cause otherwise we would just toss you to the winds. Like, which then, also, by the way, we talked about this when we were eating lunch, but like them rotating on watching her makes way more sense. Than one at a time. Yeah, and also like, why not just send the entire Department of Wishes to just go slay the Dark King? Like, yeah. and then just get that done and over with. Cause but, then how would they have a bad story? You know? Yeah, you're right. And so then <laughs> Leon comes in and he's like, the King said that Carno is to step down now. And it's like, so that he requested or did the King call for it? Like, make Yeah, which is it? And like the truth basically comes out about what Carno did was that he knew her since she was a kid and has watched over her and that she basically made a friend because he manipulated it up the way. The friend got sick and died. And it's like a whole older woman and the girl was wishing for the woman to be saved, but obviously they couldn't grant that wish. And so then the parents lied to her and was like, hey, like, by the way, um, you know, she didn't die. She went to the farm, just like Spot did. 
And the little girl knew that they were all just lying to her and she felt guilty that her wish wasn't answered. And so she's crying and crying and she gets like sick from being so sad. And so Carno basically is like, I gotta help her not be sick and erases her memories and um, gives her like false memories basically around us. So she forgets and she gets better. Yeah, so she just thinks like, she just was interested in the planetarium and that's it. Not that because she met that special person there that passed. Yeah, and she keeps like, and Carno's basically reasoning for doing it is that she never wishes for herself, which, okay. And then he believes that it's his, Carno says that he believes it's his fault for that woman dying because he indirectly put the MC in her life. And I, like, that doesn't even make any sense at all. Like in any way, that's like if you got some like terminal illness and it's like, cause I was in your life, that's why you got it. Like there's no linking to why that would happen. She just got sick and died. It's weird. Cause it doesn't seem like they are that close. Like she's just somebody who works at the planetarium that just like basically taught lessons on the stars. So like her and a whole other group of kids, it's like, it'd be like if when you were in kindergarten, one of the kindergarten teachers like passed away, like it would be really sad. But I don't know how, if I would put that all on me. I wouldn't. Like, like, at all. Once you say it, though, I would be feeling guilty. Like, damn, is it my fault? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's weird. And so, I don't know why I put this note. I said, literally, they suck at being gods. I don't know what made me feel that way, but it did. I feel that way a lot playing the game. It's like, they just... <laughs> I don't know. It's just not quite right. So Carno says that the, basically the reason why he took the job, he was chosen too. So like they really worked how this was said, but like the reason why he took the job to look over her was to like dissuade his own guilt over what he did to her years ago. Mm -hmm. To which I would say like you had no clue, like you didn't have a for sure clue that she would pick you. Because if she chose I go, you're just, eh, the guilt goes away. Like... That's a really stupid, that's a very plot specific, like it works because it makes the plot sound more romantic. I also feel like it gives him a little bit too much credit because the way it came across to me is like he was being very self-indulgent with her. Like yeah. he watched over her since she was a kid and he just like fell in love with her, which is kind of creepy. Um, and so he was using the things that he knows about her and like his connection with her to like, kind of like falsify a closer relationship than any of the other gods would get. Yeah, so like, then Carno basically is like, I led you to be unhappy and like, which he didn't. Her life has been fine this entire time. Yeah, she's, he said it himself. The girl is doing great and now. And she was a child. Like as a child, if you thought that she was going to stay sad the whole time, like her getting not sick, great. But like, bleh, that's like a lot. So anyway, like you could have just told her the truth at this point. Because once she finds out, it's not like she has a visceral reaction to it and is like super mad. Or upset. She's just like, that's kind of crazy that you did that. But yeah. Okay. And the kind of she's over it now. Like, yeah, she's over it. She's an adult who can process emotions and moved on. Like, that happened. It's done. And I what if people die every day. Be. This would have been a time for her to comparatively say, like, oh, I can see why he even felt more guilty because of how mad I was about the dad dying and he didn't help. That would Yeah, have so then now she's say. like, dang, that was like probably the worst reaction for me to have in front of him considering the past between us that I didn't know about. Yeah, because she basically just doesn't dwell on it. And it's like, all of a sudden she realizes through all this because he's avoiding her and basically says he doesn't want to be around her that she's in love with him. And I don't get why, so fine, like that's your own emotions. And like, because she's so sad and like des despondent about it and like not reactive to the gods, she's just on the couch every fucking day. 
<laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> She's like so despondent about it. I've been saying it a bunch too. The gods are like, dang, like that sucks. Cause they keep saying that like the bad guys won't attack the uh, mansion. As long as she stays inside, like she's good, she's safe. And she's like, yeah, like I'm just really sad. So they decide to leave her alone. Like, but what if we give you some time to be depressed alone? Like, I need to get away from this energy. In direct harm's way on a very constant basis. So she's like, okay. Also, I want to say the jump of her being in love with him, it doesn't happen that smooth enough for me. Because, like, there are reasons that it could be that her feelings are to this point already. And I just she just needed to verbalize them in her head a little bit more for it to make sense to me. Yeah, she doesn't. So she decides, like, I'm going to go outside and think about Karno. And she does. And for some reason, they didn't put a barrier around the entire perimeter. And so she gets immediately captured. Wait, I thought first Karno is outside. And then that's when she's like, I love you. And he's like, no. No, that was first, and then she's just depressed about it after, and she's just in the house, because he's like, I'm not going to watch Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you say that part where he rejected her. Yeah, he rejects her, and she's like, okay, I'll just be sad. And he rejects her before she admits in her mind that she's in love with him. Yeah, because she doesn't admit it in her mind. She just, like, spits it out first. And then he's just like, well, rules are rules. Like, what rules? You clearly not been following them at all. I know, you never have. Your entire life as a god. That's what makes me so mad that he's even the vice minister, that he never gets a mark of sin. Like, it just, the whole thing. And then for him to just reject her, even though he clearly broke all these rules for her in the past, is like, I can't. But anyways, yeah, yeah so she does get captured then after yeah. all that. And they say that the way to, to, to revive the Dark King is to take the soul from, her soul from her. And so she's like, I don't know how you would do that. So they shove poison in her mouth and they're like, it's gonna do it. <laughs> and basically, how the poison works is it, it like it has to take. You have to have no hope left and be sure that you're gonna die, and then it'll expel it. I was like, that's not me on a Tuesday. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but lovely MC just has too much hope. So then um, the MC is like fading in and out of consciousness because now we're like in chapter eleven. So like. We're in chapter 11 at this point, and you're, like, rejecting me? Yeah. So, <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, it's about time for this to wrap up, and he just said no. <laughs> so she's calling out for her, for him in her mind, right? She's like, Carno, 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 like, please. I would like to say this is the part that I was referencing earlier. His ass takes way too long to show up here. Because way they, too long. They talk way too much. So, like, the Dark King, assuming by the time she gets there that she's basically on death's door, and she's not. Because the spirit of love is really saving her ass. It's because it works with having the hope thing. It's like, but she has hope left in her heart. And there's like, oh my God, what's taking so long? Like, she must have hope in her heart. I think, and this is just me as a, probably a very awful person. Like, I, I'm going to stay, I keep hope despite your ass. You're going to tell me when I'm going to die. I know, if someone says, like, I'm about to kill you, like, my first thought isn't like, here I go, (laughs) off to pasture. Like, no, (laughs) I'm thinking, no, 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 I'm going to kill you. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be the most obnoxious person you've ever met. Yeah. you want (laughs) to take out. Fighting for my life. (laughs) So, and why would you give me the plans? Like, tell me, like, as long as you have no hope, that's it. Like, so I just keep hope. I would think about everything that I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful for, for games. I'm hopeful for a new car. I'm hopeful to be a millionaire. I'm hopeful to see my friends again. I'm hopeful for myself. It's like, I should say <laughs> stupid stuff. And the way they just screaming at her, they're like, stop having hope. Stop it. And she's just like, no. <laughs> and so then basically, um, they're like, we're going to destroy your hope. And Carnel, they're like, we're going to kill Carnel. And she's like, ugh. She's like, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Karna's punk ass finally is like, I'm here. It's been hours, <laughs> it feels like, at this point. And then for whatever reason, she's like, cause she's like in pain and can't move. As soon as Karna shows up, she's like revitalized. Yeah. And they embrace each other. And he's like, oh, I can't believe like you've held on this long. So if I was dead, why would you show up? Also, like, if you knew I was, like, fighting so hard, this is the freaking thing with Carno. It's like when she finds out about the death of her, like, that teacher at that place, she is literally crying herself to sleep for weeks. Leon says it's been weeks, and he's just watching her cry herself to sleep. He doesn't think to get rid of her memories until she ends up in the hospital. So he waits way too long to actually decide to make a move. And same thing here, like, she's been captured. She's like, they're trying to kill her over and over and over, and he's just like, I don't know, sipping tea, waiting to go down to the underworld? Yeah, so then basically, like, the bad guys, the minions are like, we're finna kill your destiny. And I'll me, as a person, I've been like, I know you didn't say destiny. <laughs> say my name. Say my name. No, it would be so irritating. <laughs> so then Karno's like, I don't think so, and powers up into his god mode. And like, he's- God mode. <laughs> Sounds like goblin mode. <laughs> god mode. <laughs> it's like totally godly, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> to there. Um, so then he confesses to the MC and is like, I'll do whatever I can to protect the woman that I love. Like a little too late to tell me that, but sure. You know, it's just a little too late. And he says that like, if they don't care if we'll, that like, if, if, um, he doesn't take out the Dark King, that he'll lose not only his divine powers, but she'll die. And it's like, duh. That's actually a very, very readable room thing. You can't verbalize that. It's very clear what's gonna happen. Yeah, we don't have to speak about it. <laughs> Do not speak. I <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, what part of this didn't reveal that? I actually knew. And the whole time she's still sitting there struggling, about to die. It's like, Carno, oh my god. I would pause it. I'm so sorry to pause you all. I know that we're, we're It's been over an hour. Like, <laughs> we're gonna have to split this video into two parts because I can't upload a six hour video to YouTube. <laughs> I, say, I hate to do it to y'all, but. I'm just saying, like, we can read the room. So anyway, chapter 12 comes in. We're getting, like, gearing it up. He's like, he doesn't care what happens to him. He has to save the MC. This is what gets me with all of them is that they're like, I'm willing to die. So it's like, I want you to know I'm going to be so devastated and pissed that you just died in front of me that I won't be able to recover. Stop saying that. Yeah. I, hate, I would never, like, find that romantic. Like, I'm willing to die just to save you. Like, that sounds cute. I'm going to be emotionally damaged for life that no one's going to be able to compare to this. So I'm going to be alone. So thank you. I would have to say one thing with MC, like just that is kind of consistent about her is that she really doesn't like care for her own life. Like she really does. Like she genuinely does only really think of other people because yeah. she never has anything that she like is that connected to here on earth. And then finally, once he says this, the other gods show up and they're like, Karno, like we're here to back you up. Like, so you mean- What you were they all been, doing? So for, for, the, for reference, you could have been doing this. Yeah. And they all were like, that's it. And he was like, it's worth it for love to like sacrifice himself and snaps his finger. And then like, they end up in front of the king and then the dark king lost all his power. And then like, in an Karno's not there. So she's like upset about it. And she's like, what the hell? And then like the king was like, yeah, like he did what he had to do. And like, um, you know, maybe your man's dead, who knows? It's like, don't tell me that. They basically say that he is, because like he had to do that to basically end the like and seal the king and or whatever. And is like, sir, stop. 
And I don't know why. So just like it's a little bit of tea. When I first played Carno, Zig Robinson was barely in this. But for whatever reason, I globbed on him. <laughs> this like, is what was the tipping point for her to play Zig Lapis. I was like, Carno sucks so bad that he made me want to play Zig Lapis. Zig Lapis is so great in this route. And as I replayed it, I was like, am I on crack? Because come up well teals i think is what made me play leon because leon says that line about being unsexy and i was like you're in <laughs> <laughs> so then basically carno walks through the room and he's like i'll take my woman and then it's like he's like for my reward i want to be with her and how do we how do they get him back oh he just snapped his fingers i don't know that's it that's oh, okay i felt like it was like she got a wish or something and she wished for him back? No, no? The, nothing like that. Oh, oh no, she did. He's like, I'll get a wish. And then she's like, I want Carno. And then Zigbob is like, he's been here. Let's not even play games. Yeah. A waste of a wish. I'm sorry, I did. The king of the heaven is like, here's what wish do you want? I'm not wishing for a man. <laughs> Just simply not doing that. <laughs> but but he always does it as like a rhetorical question. Because the, the answer to the wish is always for them to be together. And then Carno's reward is to be with her. And yeah. he's like, that's not up to me. That's up to her. Well, what annoyed me is that <laughs> it took Carno way too long to answer because he was like, well, um, he's like, as we know, humans and gods can't be together, but uh, you have a free wish here. And then Carno, instead of being like, oh, yes, I'll take it. I want to be with her. He's like, I don't want it. I don't want to wish. Like, I don't deserve it. And then like a few minutes later, he's like, but if you're serious, I'll have her. <laughs> you would have to see me in the sky. <laughs> And then when the king does say that, well, actually, it's up to the little lady here. <laughs> doesn't say the lady, but he I would have said no at that point. He goes, when I go ask for something, he's like, I would like to say yes, but it's not up to me. It's up to me. It's good because he's like, any wish, it can even break laws. Oh, I got to get her permission first. <laughs> you didn't have my permission this whole time. So yeah, so that ends and encapsulates Carno's route. And yeah. And so when we get to the ranking of everything, which we're here, you can give your ranking first this time since you just Yeah, so first personality I gave him a three. And for, for the three, I said Carnival is a trope for the nice guy who has no flaws. He has the personality of a leaf because for such a high-ranking god, you'd think he'd have a lot more to offer and he just doesn't. He's too perfect and it really makes him boring. His whole like conflict just really bothered me. I give their romance, however, an eight. While they are, though he is super boring, his romance is cute. They go on dates, they act as a big couple, and you know me, I love fake couple rep. Like, true. Like, I <laughs> this is generous of you, honestly. Even if it's fake dates, I'm a sucker for it, and it's like, it's clear that they were into each other from the beginning, so it's like, cool. Now for the plot, I gave it a five, and I think I'm generous with this because the main plot is to be, like, protected in the fake duck. While the main point is to be protected and the fake dating troop is like cool, the idea of I have to atone for making you sad when you were younger is the lamest shit I've ever heard. Like, And that's really not what it is. It's that he just wants to get with her. Yeah. It's from the beginning. It's so obvious. It's like, get over it. Also, they lean way too heavily into not communicating about it. And I don't like that he has known her since she was so young. It's weird. Like, that makes it uncomfortable because it's like you kind of manipulated the situation to work in your favor for forgiveness. Exactly. So I don't like that. So for development, I gave him a three. He actually never develops anything. He starts nice and he ends nice. Um, he's also a liar and it's virtually pointless to lie. Um, he likes about erasing your memories and then he's like, I caused you so much pain, I can't be around you more. And then straight up, just stops guarding her. Like, I can't even do my job as a god because I hurt you one time when you were six. And yeah, like, and you still don't know about it, but yeah. you might find out soon to like, you never know. But watching her as a kid just was so creepy to me, so it really brought the score down. Now, 
As for the main character, it's a five, and I was really super generous with this as well. Just, they made her so picky, it's crazy. She's into him so fast. And they made her, like, wait, like, into him from the start. Like, she yeah. wasn't into anybody else that, that way. She knows nothing about Carno to be like, he makes my heart flutter so bad. And it's like, everything is my heart's racing, I love him so much. And it's like, that made no sense. Like, half her internal thoughts are about him and nothing else. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, he got a, you know, generous 24 out of 50. Yeah, pretty rough, right? So then for me, I landed pretty similarly, like maybe a point or two different in different categories. But for personality, I gave him a four out of 10. I wrote that his personality is like that of stale bread, super boring. When he tried to flirt, I just always, before I even knew that plot point, he, it felt groomery to me. I don't know why, like it just gave me really weird vibes. He had really um, fatherly traits, so not what I'd want in romance, but it was fitting of a male cancer archetype at the least. That's why I gave him any points. Um, his positive points is that he was a good caretaker. And then for romance, I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, I wanted to get it, give it even less than that, but I want to be fair because there was a lot of romance up front, especially like you said, um, with like the whole fake dating trope. And he immediately puts himself, yeah, he immediately puts himself in the fake boyfriend role so they can be close together. And he makes a lot of moves like holding hands and the double date thing. He also makes her treats and stuff. But I docked points because the romance kind of ends in the later half because he just kind of runs away from his problems and leaves her behind and even outright rejects her love confession. For the plot, I gave it a 6.5. I was so torn on the plot at first because like it was engaging in a sense because it was like I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect him to have known her and like have that whole story about her and like actually get some lore to MC's background, which was interesting for me. But I just felt uncomfortable in the end, like of her being a kid and him knowing her since then. And it's hard because I can see how that, that could be cute in some ways. And then in other ways, it's just giving me the egg. Um, it was a surprise to see that develop over time. And it did at least make the plot interesting. But other stuff was very cliche, like with the king at the end, just like in every single route. And I think because Karno was the last route that I played that I was just starting to get really sick of that formula at the end with the king. Um, for his development, the love interest character development, I gave it a 2 out of 10 because there really wasn't much development. He actually starts out more open to connecting with humans um, and then ends off being like rules are rules and then in the final act he comes back to how he was more so in the beginning where he's willing to break the rules for MC like he did in the past. And he came way too late to save her in the end in my opinion and he didn't have a character flaw or personality issue to develop so there was nothing on that. Main character I gave a 6 out of 10. I didn't think she was too bad in this one and it was cute to see the lore of her. Um, being somebody who always wishes for others happiness and I can see that for her as the goddess of fate soul because that's how the goddess of fate was as she really cared about other people. Um, I had a dock point though because it felt like she was into him way too quickly kind of like with Lou as you guys will see here in a minute but in a different way she right away makes comments like wow he's so godly but he's one of the ones she's known from before with the other gods and also he doesn't do anything special to deserve the praise that she gives him. And when she drops the love confession, even though it is late enough in the game to do so, it still felt out of left field for me for some reason. And Carno was just really giving me big brother, uncle, dad vibes, not boyfriend vibes at all. So I think that's why it just felt out, out of left field for me. <clears throat> yeah. So I landed on a 25.5 out of 50. So very similar. And that would make his total score combined 49.5 out of 100. So still less than 60%, which is what he would need to be at a D. So he was an F, a fail. Yes. Okay guys, so since that was getting pretty long there, that's having the whole general plot and then two guys, it's like two and a half hours or something like yeah. that. 
So we're gonna go ahead and cut it here and do this into a three-parter. So the first part's going to be the intro, and then the first two characters, Tio and Carno. And then we're gonna have two more videos, one video with the next two, and then the last video with our top two. Yep. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for watching. Remember to check us out on Ko-Fi if you'd like to support our new Otome project. And yeah, that's it for us. Thanks for watching. Bye. Did you try the coffee yet? No, it's a double chocolate cappuccino. I think they're so good. Oh damn, that's bomb. Yeah. When I was going to Disney, when like you go to like the Starbucks there or something, I was like, I don't want it scalding hot, and I was just like warm. And they're like, so child temperature, and I was like, that's so rude. <laughs> oh my god, I would be aghast. Like, what did you just? People in the old folks home will be like, what is Are happening? We'll <laughs> get sent to the ward. Want more latte and foam? Check out youtube.com forward slash at latte and foam. That's L-A-T-T-E-A-N-D-F-O-A-M for more videos featuring Kayla and Yana discussing Otome, anime, manga, and more. And don't forget to check out our latest Otome game, My Love For You Is Evermore. Search Evermore on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to enjoy.